Welcome to the Family Unit Radio Show. The purpose of this show is to inspire, inform, and minister to you the truth about family from the Word of God. Now here's your host. Hello, and thank you to be part of the Family Unit Radio Show. I'm your host, Cleveland Rose, and I want to thank each and every one of you for this wonderful radio experience. Last week's broadcast was a wonderful one because a lot of people did chime into the last week's broadcast that even it surprised me to the point that a lot of people had their uh, feedback and we do welcome your feedback from uh, all the broadcasts that we have done so far in this series with me and my wife. And it's really, really remarkable to really hear what people had to say and even people from Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and other places, but mainly from t- on Facebook. And I really do appreciate it. And also other people that we know who did chime in into what we was was said, and we were so thrilled to hear people really t- are understanding what is going on, and you know why things are not what not line up to God's word, and basically what we are trying to encourage and to really push into, and people will say, "Why are you pushing?" But this is it is a push because we want to push people back to God, because God is the founder and the form for uh, formayer of all this. Because He made this, He made the de, uh, design of marriage what it's supposed to be, especially the plans for His daughters who have to be married to their husbands. So this is really very very important, and um, I really want to chime that in because. It's so, so key that all the things that God's doing, he really is not just, it's not revelation knowledge. It's right there in the word. So we need to really go back to the word. It's not like an epiphany or something that the spirit lead you to. I hope that, that, that the Holy Spirit do lead you, but not like a new revelation. This is not new revelation knowledge. It's really knowledge that's never well, not. I'm not going to say never. I would say that have not been taught in church for years, and this is need to be taught back into, you know, in the church, especially older women in the church, and we need to really touch bases on that because it's a lot of discourse going on here in today's society that lead women into different areas that don't need to be. But um, let's go ahead and just get dig a little bit deep into this because I want to really touch base on why we are. It's not just the why, it's what is going on here. We've already talked about it before on the three previous broadcasts and we want to really touch base on that. So the first one we did was a wife according to God's word, which is actually the name of the show. Is actually is how she could be the help meet. That was the first broadcast. How she could be the help meet to her husband. The second one is a wife who fears the Lord. This is when a wife really submits to God and literally fears what God had to say. Not in fear of trembling. Yes, it, of course, but in fear of knowing that God is the only answer to the plans that she that is led to what. He wants her to do according to his word. 
And last week broadcast is really critical one is intimacy from a biblical perspective. And a lot of times people twist in intimacy to a lot of ways, especially a lot of single people. But God knows that intimacy is very key into a marriage that makes the marriage what it is. And that's very key for everything. So that's why it's very important to understand that these three broadcasts that are very, very, very synopsis to one another. Because it led to my wife doing this series that really shows the, the benefit of knowing what, what God wants us to do in marriage. And that's why it's very important to understand the elements of why God called a wife to do the plans that God called her to do. And that's one of the, that's, that's one of the biggest, huge things is so, uh, so wonderful about it. So now we're going to a different parameter. And this one is more controversial, very controversial because, well, mm, <laughs> let's just put it in this way here that I want to say, and I want to say this with humility, but also with the grace of God. And that is that God did call wives to submit to their husbands. The key word is submission. And a lot of times in a world that we live in, in society we live in, submission is a dirty word. Very, very uh, kind of word that people hate to hear. Uh, and one of the things that we need to really clear up is the confusion about it. We really do. So back this week on our broadcast is my beautiful wife, Tawana. And we're going to dig deep into this. How you doing, baby? I'm doing good. Great. And I want to really talk about submission. Into, I want to be going in depth with this because submission nowadays, it is a dirty word in the mouths of a lot of people who talk about it. And then they say hey, submission is submit to your husband. And we hear it from society saying you become a doormat you you not gonna have a voice be abused right all that and i want to really clear the air up today because this here is something that's need to be said and we need to go the, the main uh, problem i hear today about submission is that Submitting to someone that's not saved and this all the other stuff, but we'll talk about that. That's another broadcast. However, with you no know, even the ones who are saved, the wives don't want to submit to their husbands. They don't want to hear the word submission. So I want to clear it up with scripture about this whole matter. So we're gonna go ahead and dig deep on this now. In your own input about submission, what do you think about that sometimes? We hear women or the society, not women, but society saying things about submission. Well, I hear a lot of misconceptions pretty much about submission. Like you said, it's like a dirty word in the mouths of, of women, mm -hmm. especially in the society we live in today. And the thing is, is that I understand the world being confused but the body of Christ, that's a whole nother story right there. They should not be confused on what the scriptures say concerning a wife submitting to her husband. 
if these were taught biblically uh, correct in the church, mm-hmm. more women would understand what it is that God is asking them to do. And they really wouldn't have a problem with it because they would be understanding it in within the biblical context. Mm-hmm. And one thing about it is I think a lot of wives who are having issues with it, they look at their husbands, you know, maybe he is doing things that is not of God or, you know, questionable. Mm-hmm. And so when we dig deep into the scriptures and we look on the subject matter of submission, God is never asking a wife to submit to a husband's sin. Amen. Never, ever, ever is she to submit to his sin. Amen. Mm -hmm. But she is submitting to him because God has given him this position. Amen. This is, this is, you know, his, the, you know, once she has married this man, he is now the authority over her life in their in their family. Amen. Just like when she lived in you know in her parents' home, mm-hmm. if there was a father there, if it was you know carried out right, then he was supposed to be the authority figure in that house. He was the leader in the house of the right. family. Right. Right. But you know a lot of this confusion and everything, the the messages from society has just come in and been brought into the church and this just confused everybody because now you have a group talking about you know being egalitarian and things like that and i I see a lot of christians embracing that Mm -hmm. wanting to be on that equal plane right Mm -hmm. but that's nowhere in scripture it's not they they try to pull scriptures to make it fit together to sound like god wants us to be that way but no scripture does not support an egalitarian marriage because you're talking about uh, a, a household, a marriage with two heads. Right, absolutely. And that's gonna cause confusion. It's already. I'm so. You. I'm so glad you brought that up about the egalitarian marriage. And you know, one of the things I've been seeing a lot of characters that are prominent characters in the body of Christ bring in this kind of philosophy. It's a philosophy. It's not a, a theology or nothing. It's a philosophy. That really wrecking marriages in the home because they trying to say that a man is equal to the woman and a woman is equal to the man. But if you look at the dynamics and the paradigm that God made of family, the head, the man is head of wife and the wife submits to the husband. Remember that his head, the husband's head is Christ. I think a lot of people, they're looking at scriptures in the Bible that's talking to the whole body of Christ as a whole. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to use those scriptures within the context of marriage. Right. And you can't do that. Right. You can't Absolutely. use those scriptures and, and throw out the things that God says about marriage in itself because that's a whole different type of relationship. Yeah. And then they try to uh, lump them up together to be like, that's what God's saying. But God is talking about two different occasions he's trying to talk about family and the body of christ yeah it's just like i mean if you would do something like that then you would have to go and change scriptures concerning parent and children mm-hmm. yeah you're right yeah i mean if we want to go there with how god sees everyone equal we need to go there with the parent and the children right. and all other kinds of um different types of relationships and stuff so you just can't take the word of God and make it fit fit and say what you want to say because it makes you feel better about it. Mm, because right. you just, what you're basically showing is that, you know, God, I don't care about what you say. Right. 
you know, what you say is irrelevant to how I'm feeling about this about this thing. Right, right, right. And so we try to pull scriptures to make it fit in line. You know, they have they have uh, you know sometimes people talk about the what ifs. Yeah. They want to pick certain people's uh, situation or circumstance. They want to take that and say, well, what about this kind of situation or what if this happened and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But still, yes, I mean we don't live in a perfect world you know our lives you know have its trials and tribulations you know we have we have our fair share of that but we cannot allow our life's experiences Mm -hmm. we can't take that and go change the word of god because of our experiences doesn't line up right we still need to at the end of the day agree with god and what he says because his ways are not our ways his thoughts are not our thoughts right he is the creator of all of this Amen. And so just because our lives is not the picture perfect life of what he meant for it to be, you can't go change scripture. Amen. Our job is to line up with scripture. Mm-hmm. Because when those things are you know, happening in our lives, when things are out of whack and it's not according to the will of God, it's up to us now to walk this out in faith with him. Mm-hmm. Because he has a purpose in everything. And, and you will miss God. You when could. you when you're trying to go and take your situation and, and and change scripture to fit it, yeah, to make it sound different, you're missing the point. Right, right. The scripture right. doesn't need to be changed. You are the one that's not seeing it correctly. And all because of people's sin. I mean, mm, yeah. And see, that's one of the things that I realize with a lot of people nowadays is that some many people are not they so subjected to sin. And they allow sin to change their view. And, you know, worldviews are, you know, people's worldviews are very skewed to world the worldly way. And when you bring that, bring it to the carpet about these things, they literally don't understand that you are taking the, the scripture out of content. You're taking the word God out of content. You actually take God out of content. And now you're making your own God from society. Yeah, because you're not submitting to God the Father, the Creator. You're not submitting to Him now. Right. You are submitting to your version of what you want God to be. Mm. And you've really gone way out of line and you've done that. We cannot create our own God in our own hearts. We yeah. need to get back to the true God of the Bible. Amen. And that's what... I mean, that's just disrespectful to Him. Yeah, and that's just one of the very, very, very things... That I've been seeing and you know as a husband reading the Bible you have to let the Holy Spirit show you that truth you can't mm-hmm. allow that's one of the, you can't allow your this mind the mind that is born marred by sin that being you have to allow according to Romans chapter 12 that you have to re- renew your mind mm-hmm. you can't be conformed to this world right so that's why we have to take God for his word about everything that he says in his word. It's black and white. You can't make, you can't, it's no gray area anymore. I mean, it never has been. Funny thing you say that because I've actually heard people say that there is some gray. And I'm like, where did they get that from? They said there's some gray area with God. And I'm like, they totally are making that up. Yeah. I've never heard that before. <laughs> You know, I've heard people say that. I just was like, "Wow, we've come that far into sin that people would say something like that." Yeah, but like, we can't be 
shocked by anything this time of age. I know. I know. And I, I, I kind of, I, I not just, I totally agree with you hundred percent with that. And I heard this from pastor, uh, pastor Larry said that God did bring us great. And this is a well-known pastor that people love and, and, um, uh, hunger to no, I'm not saying hunger, but really looking forward to hearing him, him saying anything. And they literally believe this 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 man. Oh, you're talking about itchy ear people. Yes, as a lot of them in the body of Christ, and um, those are the people I pray for every day because those are the people. Whew, Lord, have mercy. When when I'm talking about itchy ears, I'm talking about people just want to hear something that's so good. It makes but, them feel better. Makes them feel better, but never t uh, convict them of sin, of their sin. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things that you know, this is something I always ask someone this, and we're gonna get into the to the word of God about it. I always ask this person, I always ask people this question: If what did God say you from? If you want to hear everything positive, you got to understand you're getting convicted. If you're getting convicted of your sin. The, the sin that God showed you through, through the word God, which is a mirror, mm -hmm. showing you the word, showing you your sin. Mm -hmm. How in the world you can't save if you never get convicted, if you never see your ugly, wretched life in sin without God in it? How in the world that God could show you, oh, this is, this is great. This, you know, you, if you do this for me, I would do this for you. God's not like that. God no, said, look at that. Look, this is sin. I don't want to be part of sin. Right. And people need to see the fact that when you're in sin, he don't, he's not there. And at the point of salvation, that's one thing is that we need to see where we, where, how we really are in the eyes of God. Amen. Because it's a very ugly, dark place. It is. And we don't want to think of ourselves that way because... You know, we live in a world where they, you know, everybody wants to hear something positive and good. And I mean, it has its place or whatever. But we're talking about spiritually here, and we need we need to be real. Amen. We need to really be real. And so, even after salvation, God is still doing that work in you. And so, you're gonna hear things that are convicting. And I mean, it's part of the growth process mm -hmm. because you're not. He's not finished with mm -hmm. you. At the, you know, when you get saved, there's still work to be done. There's yeah. still some growing and maturing that you have to do. So it's going to hurt. Yeah. It's nope. going to hurt to be pruned. Yeah, it does. But you know what? It's good to be pruned. See, that's one of the things that Pierce says that, um, and I think, um, no, it's not Pierce and James. It says that when you go through things in life, count it all joy. That's the last thing that we're thinking about when we're going through something. <laughs> yeah, because you know, because we don't want to count our joy when we're going through trials and tribulations, or when we do get pruned by God. Because one thing, if, and here's another thing, it's a key element that people miss. If God is is chastising you, He loves you. And he loves, he wants you out of that, that sin if he keeps chastising you about it. Mm -hmm. So that tells you, if you don't get chastised by God, check your salvation. Yeah. And see, that's the thing with this topic that we're talking about, submission. Um, 
it's like a lot of women are, are really, really afraid. It's a, it's a fear behind it. I mean, if you look at the stuff going on in, in the world with feminism the way it is, and feminism is behind this this women, you know, not understanding submission in the church. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a big part of the feminism movement. And they just, it's all fear-based. Mm. I, I The things that I hear that come out of women's mouth, even some things that I may have thought myself, you know, early on, down through the years, it's fear-based. Mm. Because once I came to understand the truth of what's in Scripture and what God was really saying, right. there was nothing there to be afraid of. <laughs> because for one thing, I had to face the fact was that I wasn't trust. You know, you can say you trust God. But then to face the fact that you really don't trust God because you won't even obey him by doing this one thing that he's, he's asking you to do, mm-hmm. you've put your trust in the wrong thing. Ah. I mean, the questions of, you know, what if the husband's like this or what if he's like that? You are not trusting God. You are trusting in man. You, you know, you said that in some of our broadcasts about that right there, that statement. That you putting your trust in man instead of God, you f- you fear the fact what God had to say more than what to obey Him, mm-hmm. and 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 you you hear on something about feminism that is really sad but true. Is going on in the church today is that feminism to a lot of people is almost like a staple, and now it's be it's being said that like this egalitarianism is come from feminism in a lot of ways. But let's go into the word and break and kiss some sacred cows about it. Yeah, because it's like the 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 women, the wives have put the husband in the place where God belongs. Right. And they need to switch that around. Yeah, because um, we know what God told the man and what he is. He has a head. Christ has a head. Man has a head. And wife has a head. So maybe it's an issue of the why do we have to submit or why why is God asking wives to do this? Maybe that's really what's missing as far as the understanding goes. It's the why behind it because it's more of the, the fear is coming from, well, he's telling me to do this or people telling me that God said to do this, but they really don't have a proper understanding of the why. Mm, the that's why. where all the confusion has come in. Well, let's go ahead and dig into this because now we need to know the why. So let's go ahead and go to 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3-9. Uh, let's read this, Chris. I want you to read this, baby. Okay, I'm going to start in the King James Version. Mm-hmm. It says, But I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of the woman is man, is the man, and the head of Christ is God. Every man praying or prophesying, having his head covered, dishonoreth his head. But every woman that prayeth or prophesieth with her head uncovered, dishonoreth her head. For that is even all one as if she were shaven. For if the woman be not covered, let her also be shorn. But if it be a shame for a woman to be shorn or shaven, let her be covered. For a man indeed ought not to cover his head. For as much as he is the image and glory of God, but the woman is the glory of the man. For the man is not of the woman, but the woman of the man. Neither was the man created for the woman, 
but the woman for the man. For this cause ought the woman to have power on her head because of the angels. Nevertheless, neither is the man without the woman, neither the woman without the man in the Lord. For as the woman is of the man, even so is the man also by the woman, but all things of God. Woo-wee. Ugh, ouch. And I'm saying that because that's a conviction that needs to be brought into the body of Christ on that. Because that that is the why right here. This is the why. And 1 Corinthians 11, you no, know, really put it out there. But I want to go a little bit deeper with this, 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 this particular one. We're going to break this down in a few minutes here. I want you to read this from the Amplify because it's in depth. Just in, in the King James, I want to bring some things out and we're going to talk about that in a minute. Go ahead and do the Amplify. Okay. It says, but I want you to understand that Christ is the head, which is authority over every man. And man is the head of woman and God is the head of Christ. Mm-hmm. Every man who prays or prophesies with something on his head dishonors his head and the one who is his head. Mm. And every woman who prays or prophesies when she has her head uncovered disgraces her head. For she is one and the same as the woman whose head is shaved in disgrace. If a woman does not cover her head, she should have her hair cut off. And if it is disgraceful for a woman to have her hair cut off or her head shaved, she should cover her head. A man ought not to have his head covered during worship, since he is the image and reflected glory of God. But the woman is the expression of man's glory. For man does not originate from woman, but woman from man. For indeed, man was not created for the sake of woman, but woman for the sake of man. Therefore, the woman ought to have a sign of authority on her head for the sake of the angels so as not to offend them. Nevertheless, woman is not independent of man, nor is man independent of woman. For as the woman originates from the man, so also man is born through the woman. And all things, whether male or female, originates from God as their creator. Now, as you was reading this, baby, this whole thing in the Amplified Version, the King James Version was, was a solid foundation of 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3 through 9, about headship. About who is head over every man. And that is Christ. Mm-hmm. But look at the whole thing. As a married man. The, he, his, her, the wife's head is the man. Mm-hmm. God is the head of Christ. That's the first, that, is chapter, that is verse 3 of Ephesians chapter 11. This here. If you really think about it, people don't like authority nowadays. They hate authority. You can look at it in our society today that a lot of people are trying to observe authority in all kinds of ways, all kinds of possible. That is even men and women. Mainly a lot of women are doing that too 
because they are goes back to Genesis chapter two and what happened with um, Eve doing that to Adam in some ways. But don't you find that kind of strange? Because in our world, authority's everywhere. Yeah. I mean, we're going to have to submit to someone. Exactly. There's always going to be someone in authority over you. I mean, think about it. You no, know, because we're talking to the sisters in the body of Christ here. If you go, if you're going to church, don't you have an authority in your church? Right. You have a pastor. He's the leader. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, let's take it out into the world. If you have a job, you have an authority figure. That's right. Because if you don't own your own business, you got to do what somebody else told you to do. Exactly. That person's head of that apartment. That person's head of that company. Mm-hmm. So you do have some kind of authority. It's not going to be you do what you want to do and get paid for it. Or you do what you do that you know God going to look upon you as blessed and, and be in his will. No. God always has someone over someone. He's over everything. That's one thing. Yeah, and if you think about it, most of our lives, we have some type of authority over us in some form or fashion. Yeah. I mean, we got our government authorities. Mm-hmm. We have our uh, police officers. Mm-hmm. I mean, just you could just, just keep thinking and naming. I mean, mm-hmm. everywhere you go, you have someone over you that you have to submit to. Yeah. So why is this one area with, with the husband? The most difficult. This is the one that is being picked apart so much. Mm-hmm. This is the very, this is the one of the authority figure that is. It's like no, we don't want to do that. Yeah, there's a problem there. But I thought that, according to the Bible, in the church, not the world, but in the church, that. Everything you everything you do to even bring things to the church comes from home. Well, it's supposed to. Hmm. It's supposed to. But the thing about it is, you know, like I was saying about the authority figures, you don't agree with those authority figures at all times. No. But you still submit mm-hmm. to them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if a woman has a, a, a boss... I mean, you know, these days, you know, a lot of women are, you know, in the leadership positions. But before that, when she went to work, she had to submit to a man that she did not always agree with. Yeah. But because he gives her a paycheck, she'll do whatever he says. Mm -hmm. But when it comes, when she goes home to her husband, all hell breaks loose because he, why? Because he's not paying her. Is that what it is? I mean, come on. Yeah, but that's, you know, (laughs) think about it, they're getting taught. And colleges, in high school, everything. Well, yeah, I know they're getting taught at these places wrong, mm-hmm. but they're really not thinking. You submit to another man when it comes to a job or other things in society, but you won't submit to your husband all because you don't agree with him. Yeah. That's totally wrong. It's almost like it's but backwards. Because if you think about it. Well, you don't act like the other people that you have to submit to must earn it. But with your husband, all of a sudden now he must earn this. Yeah. How many women agrees with everything that their father said? Uh, and does that do it? Does, does, does daddy have to earn your respect just because you don't agree with him? 
Yeah. Or you don't like certain things that daddy does. Now, I didn't have a father in my life, so I don't know what that's like. Mm-hmm. But I, I I hear stories. Yeah. You Me know, too. and I see, and, I, and I've seen, you know, women, you know, who have fathers and stuff, you know, and I, and I noticed that they don't treat their dad the way they do their husband. Right. They will give more respect to their daddy than they do their husband. But when you got married, if your dad gave you away to this man, he gave away his authority over you to this other man. Who will have authority to you for the rest because of your life. Because you live in this other man's house now, not daddy's house. And taking his name. Yeah, you took his name. Mm-hmm. And he is the head of your family. Yeah. So the a daddy's authority <laughs> has been handed over to the husband when you took your vows. Right. I don't know if a lot of people are still saying the traditional vows these days but in those vows the wife did say that she would do what submit that she would obey him obey and submit well something happens after they leave the church (laughs) all of a sudden they forget about what they said that's an interesting thought you just said you know when you say your vows to the Lord this is one of our, our friends talk about this a lot on his broadcast about vows and one of the things he always say he say if you're going to submit a vow to when you if you do submit a vow to god you have to obey it to the t all the way through because if you don't god will hold you in content of of you with idol that idol vow that you submit because you're supposed to submit to that vow under God, with a minister at a church, when you get married. Well, that that's why I'm question. Did they are they still doing traditional vows? Because if people are writing their own vows and saying those, maybe that stuff is not in there. Mm. Maybe they haven't made a promise to do certain things because they didn't necessarily get it from Scripture. They just got it from how they felt. That's not even good. Right there. Because you can feel a, a move to say good things to the person you vow to be, everything else. But what does the Bible have to say? If you sub- if you are a believer. Now, if you're not, I still, to this day, and if y'all could help me with this, please do. I'm still, to this day, don't, don't really understand. If you are not a believer, but you are doing your marriage in a church. That is oxymoron because if you believe you should do it in the house of the Lord because that's your sanctuary, that's your worship, that's who you, where your 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 foundation should be is in the house of the Lord. But if you're not, why should you do it in in the house of the Lord? But I digress. But the point is, is that um, when that part about authority. And understand that you said under God that your husband is the head of your house. But, but let's go a little bit further here. Let's take that out on, on occasion when things need to be done in the house. You expect your man to do something that is that you know for a fact that needs to be done. That is very, very key. You know, you couldn't do it, but he's qualified to do it. Mm-hmm. So you're looking for the qualification for him to do something that you know you can't do. 
and you expect him to do it. Yeah, step up and be a man, be a leader, yeah, things like that. Exactly. Yeah. So, so that's a problem right there because the wife is not supposed to tell the man how to lead. It's like she's she's gotten in her own mind her picture of what she thinks leadership's supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. Who told her she's supposed to do that? That's the question. Society say that. I mean, she's not supposed to come up with a rule of what she thinks it's supposed to look like. Yeah. But they do. Every time. I you know, and then uh, and I know that I remember we had talked about this, you know, you know, early on in our marriage and stuff that you would look at how I would look at the pastor and, and different men in the body of Christ and you would feel like I wanted you to be like them, but mm-hmm. you couldn't be like them. Right. I didn't understand where you were coming from at first. I mean, I do now, you know, years later, I understand why you felt that way. And, and, and it was, that's, that's the truth is that a wife shouldn't be looking at the pastor and other men that she admired wanted her husband to be that way. She didn't choose to marry them. They had, they may have another wife. Yeah. So let their wife enjoy that man that they're with. But your husband, he's a, he, he is who he is, and he's who you chose. Yeah. And why are you expected for him to be like another man? Do you want him to want you to be like other women? <laughs> In which that will be a problem. Exactly. And so wives, they, they get tripped up on that. They want their husband to be like another man. Yeah. He needs to be who God designed him to be. Well, I mean, he may have some some growing and maturing to do, but that's beside the point for her to try to come up with the the rules for the way he should be acting as a leader. Right. God didn't give that to, give that position to her, mm-hmm. and she's crossing the line because now she's trying to be Miss Holy Spirit to her <laughs> husband. Yeah. Now, how would she like it if he were telling her how to be? as a wife and a mother. Yeah. She would not like that. There have been women who have had men probably do that to them and they don't like how it feels. Yeah. So we need to, you know, put the shoe, you know, put the shoe on the other foot and, and look at that ourselves. Yeah. We can't come up with this image in our head of how we want our husband to be. Because that's not our place. Mm. He is supposed to be who God created and designed him to be. Yeah. Well, I did not know who God created you to be. Right. I'm not God. That's right. He created you and he knew all of that. I don't I don't know that. Now I could put a picture in my head of what I would like for you to be, but that's not right. Right. Because I'm not God. Ooh. So I had to learn. I had to learn to allow God to step out of the way and let God do the work in you mm-hmm. and let you grow into the man that God meant for you to be, not the man I wanted you to be. Amen. But mm. you know what I found out? What's that? When I got out of the way, you know, started doing what I was supposed to do, like praying for you and submitting to you and things like that. When I got out of the way and God, when I gave the reins back to him mm-hmm. and let him grow and mature you. Mm-hmm. And he's still working. He's he's still doing the work of you. But I'm just saying (laughs) to the point where we're at now, I actually enjoy what I see. Amen. Because it's not the way it was played out in my head. 
but I get to experience it's like I'm in a in a wow and a awe like wow look at what God is doing you get to appreciate it better when you step out of the way and let God do what he wants done because he 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 designed you he know how you're supposed to be who am I to try to get in the way of God trying to tell you what you're supposed to be yeah tell you how you're supposed to grow yeah I didn't create you amen and that's not gonna you know help you to you know feel respected by me if I were doing that no, it won't. No man wants to be told what to do. No, ma'am. I never... That makes him feel incapable, inept. Yeah. I, I, I have not heard if if the, if that happens, that man to me and I'll be honest, is emasculated. Because when you have a man, a lot of men don't want to be told what to do. I'm not saying that they don't need they should not be told what to do from God or from from, from Christ or yeah, from this authority. Is, this, this is not talking about you know, that no, taking away like wise counsel and things like that. We're, right. we're not talking about that kind of man don't want to be told what to do. But we're talking about like like the way a woman does when she's mothering the husband. Oh yeah. And a lot of times women don't think that they're mothering their husbands, but you think about it, when a woman becomes a mother, you know, when 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 children comes around, you know that that mother Listen, you know, all of that kicks in and it's like every little thing she does and says, it's just like, (laughs) (laughs) she just, she just puts on this mother role, this mother hat, and she doesn't even think she starts to lose herself in that, that she forgets that she is not her man's mother. She's his wife, his lover. And if she doesn't, if she loses sight of that. That right there can cause a lot of problems. A lot of his sin intents and stuff, it will come out. Yeah. It will come out and she will not like it. Yeah. She will not like what she see. But she thinks she's looking at him thinking that he got a problem and totally missing some stuff that she's doing. That's <laughs> you know, causing, you know, not necessarily causing him to make those choices, but she is what she's doing is not helping the situation at all. Because right. remember, she is she is supposed to be his helpmeet. Mm-hmm. And that's a poor way of being a helpmeet. You know, that's really smart. That's really powerful that you bring in what we just talked about on the first broadcast about being a helpmeet into this. Because that is exactly where lots of wise missed it, that point right there. Um, yeah, we want to, you know see our husbands grow in Christ. Mm-hmm. We want to see them, you know, go to another level spiritually, but you know, if we're not careful. We are trying to take over the situation. Mm-hmm. God never asked us to do that. We are there to help you in what God has called you to do. Right. Now sometimes a husband may not know what direction he's going, but it doesn't mean the wife is supposed to take over. Right. You know, we're going to get into these scriptures in a little bit about how she's supposed to adapt herself to him. Yeah, yeah. Because if she's adapting herself to her to her husband, not somebody else's husband, her husband, <laughs> she has to adapt to her right. husband. Right. She will find that, you know, she will start to um, see her man for who he is and what he likes and his bents and things like that. And she'll know how she can help him 
by through influence. A wife, it, she can be an influencer. Mm-hmm. She's not supposed to control or manipulate her husband, but she can influence him yeah. to be godly. Not tell him to be godly, influence him. But she got to be right spiritually in order for that to happen. Amen. Because a lot of wives want to tell their husbands how to be and try to control and manipulate the situation so it makes them look good because they don't want to experience certain things. Mm-hmm. But that's not what God has asked a wife to do. Wow. So it's better to use her influence than to go that route because, no, you know that's not re- going to work. You know, that's really, really powerful because that is almost topsy-turvy right now. In, in the church, in the body of Christ, when the man wants to leave, but he can't leave because his wife is in a way for him to leave. And, you know, and I'm saying this as a man, you know, that's one of the hardest things for me. It was the hardest thing, still is to this day, to leave my family because, you know, we got all kinds of things going against us. There's a lot of things, even now, like you got today, they said that it's, you know, toxic to be a man. Is uh man cannot need to understand women's feelings. You got to do this. You got to do that. Then you got the, the world trying to say you why you here as a man. Then you got to go to work. Then you got a lot of people saying you should not be working for us because you're a man and all this other stuff going on because you got so many people working against you. Yeah, we talked about that before about me and understanding women's feelings and stuff mm-hmm. like that. That's not even in the Bible. I know that in First Peter chapter 3, it said for the husband to understand his wife, right. but it did not say anything in the scripture for men to understand women. Right. Right. So I remember that, that when we had that conversation and I was telling you, you know, showing you in the scripture where I saw that, I said, so basically it looks to me like, God is only asking you to understand me. He didn't ask you to understand all the other women in the world. No. And you was like feeling so free when you came to <laughs> <laughs> when you started thinking about it. The more we talked about it, and you were like, wow, yeah, God didn't. There is no rare in scripture where God said to, for men to understand all the women on the earth. No, no. I'm supposed to understand my wife. It says wife. It did not say women. Right, because your wife is not like all the other women. I got differences. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, all women have their preferences and things like that. So you just got to understand me. True. <laughs> right. Isn't that a relief? Hey, Amen. <laughs> I mean, it's like a breath of fresh air, man. Literally, I, I. That's one of the things that I've noticed. That's the go back to verse uh uh first Corinthians chapter eleven verse three, when it says that head of the woman, it did not say women. women. It said the woman. woman. The woman. So it's a woman. It's a woman. It is your wife. Because you 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 need A is not plural. No. It's singular. It's it's not a mass a majority. It's mm-hmm. one woman. You know how much relief that is? You know, all the feelings and emotions, all that going on, that man have to calculate into his heart and mind toward every woman. You know that man going to go crazy? Literally go bananas. You know, that's, I'm serious. The misconception of feminism in a lot of ways happen, especially in society and in the body of Christ, is that they want to make that to be the standard. And that's not biblical because it's, we read it from God's word. 
that even, I'm going to read even myself here. He said, but I will have you to know that the head of every man is Christ and the head of the woman is the man and the head of Christ is God. That's an umbrella. So let's make this uh, practical here. So if you were supposed to understand every woman out here, mm -hmm. what if you had to go out and buy a gift like for a holiday or something? Now, you know, they have commercials on TV and things like that. And, you know, people say things, you know, a woman wants this or she wants that, you know, she wants diamonds and pearls, whatever. What if your wife is not a diamonds and pearl type of woman? You will be messed up. Yeah, you're getting her something that she doesn't want. Yeah. So that's why you need to understand your wife, not women. Right. You need to know you need to get to know your wife and what she likes, what she desires, what what what, you know, floats her boat. Yeah. What yeah. what pushes her buttons. You need to get to know that woman. Yeah. And, and that, she's not going to be your mom, your grandmother, and, and everybody else. Because mm -hmm. we all, we our personalities are different. Amen. Oh, yeah. yeah and we all good. want something different. I mean, we do have, you know, similar things, just like men have similar things. But, you know, I can't look at what other men like and what they want and try to project that onto you because you're a different, you, you have different tastes yeah. than other men. And so for me not to know you... That's not a good way for me to show you show my love and respect for you because I don't know you. Right. I can't base it off on what my brother or other men that I've known, you know, like Absolutely. or what I what what they say. I can't do that cuz that's not you. I need to know you. Yeah. And so that's why you know, when you look at that scripture in 1 Peter chapter 3 when it's talking to the husbands, yeah, your wife, you need to understand your wife, not women. Amen. Oh God, thank you. Because that's 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 prevalent. Because for us as a man, and let me be honest with you guys, that's that requires work, though, right? Yeah, it does requires <laughs> a lot of work. That requires some work. <laughs> you to get to know somebody requires work. Oh my God! And that's that's all I want to stress that men. Let me let me emphasize this thing here. And I'm speaking about guys who still love. I mean, still want to do a lot of things for their mothers. Your wife is not your mother. Your wife cannot do the things that your mother could do. And second, and the most important of all of this is that for the love of Christ, for the love of Christ, I'm saying this because I'm as a as a man, I see this a lot, and this really kind of makes it hard for the wife to do. Your mother is not the absolute truth to your life. When you, when you, you when you married to your wife, you love your mother, your father, and your mother, and cleave to your wife to become one flesh. I'm going to put that clear because it's a lot, guys, put all this emphasis on their, mom. on their mom to their wife. And that's disrespectful because, think about it, a man, that, you know, he wouldn't want to be compared to her dad or uncles or anybody else that she admires. Exactly. Well, it's just as disrespectful for her to be compared to his mother. She can't live up to what his mother is. Of course not. You know, he chose to be with her. Mm -hmm. He didn't chose to be married to his mother, thank God. You know, oh, we don't want to do things like that, but... <laughs> oh, my you God. You know, he chose this woman for a reason, and he needs to, you know, get with her, and they need to 
start their own traditions together. I mean, if they both like some things from their childhood, uh, you know, and their families and things like that, if they want to bring some things in there and both of them agree on it, that's great. Mm -hmm. But to go and try to enforce something from your extended family members without the other person's okay, that's that's just, you're going to ruin the love. Mm-hmm. That you you know you're gonna ruin that your your relationship like that. Right, it would. You know, and so if she she may not cook like your mama or your grandmother or whatever. Yeah, I'm glad about that. <laughs> well, that's a different story for you. But I'm just saying is that all this comparison, right. it's, it's not good. Mm-hmm. You're gonna you're make right. a per- you're gonna just just tear a person down spiritually. You really do. Not only tearing down spiritually, but you actually are going against scripture when God did host the husband to what? To wash his wife with the word. You see, you got, and, and that's right there what you're doing. You're not washing your wife with the word, the water of the word. And that water of the word is cleansing to her because you are affecting her in every way. That will be beneficial for you because it goes back to the scripture here, verse seven. I'm gonna read verse seven to nine here, and and of uh, uh, First Corinthians chapter eleven, verse three to nine says, "For a man indeed ought not to cover his head, for for as much as he is the image and glory of God, but the woman is the glory of the man." See, if you don't do your due diligence as a as a man, your wife will not be the glory to you. But in the same thing, the man is not of the woman, but the woman of the man. That means that she's not she's not meant to be for you, per se. That means that she was not made uh, for uh, for that for that reason. Because go to verse nine. He said, neither was the man created for a woman, but the woman for the man. That means that that's why she is your helpmeet. Yeah, because you go back to Genesis, um, Adam was formed first. Eve came out of him. Adam did not come out of Eve. Exactly. Exactly. And we need to really understand the the, the criteria of how God operates. Because look at this. This is the main reason why. For this cause ought ought the woman to have power over her head because of the angels. Nevertheless, neither is the man without the woman, neither the woman without the man in the Lord. The key element is in the Lord. For the woman is of the man, even so is the man also by the woman, but all things of God. So when we're looking at the scripture in the Amplified, mm-hmm. we see that, you know, the woman did not, the man did not come from the woman, right? Mm-hmm. But the woman came from the man. Mm-hmm. So Adam and Eve, you know, we're looking at a picture of the, of the first marriage right there. Absolutely. And so when you when you look at our marriages now, you know, the wife, she did not give birth to that husband she yeah. didn't she didn't he had a, another woman had him not mm-hmm. that wife yeah the mother mm-hmm. but in order for them to have formed a marriage this woman had to take his last name mm-hmm. 
in order to come to have their fa- their family now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Because it, that's that goes back to the marriage. You no, know, back to what we was talking about vows. When a man said, "For death to us apart," when a woman said, "For death to us apart." Death had to bring them apart of the marriage. That means every day in life, you married to it. Which, in other words, if you look at this whole day in, in biblical, biblically, God holds the man responsible for his wife, but the wife holds the uh, but God holds the woman responsible for her to submit to him. Because I mean. And it's a protection behind the submission. It is. It literally is. But let's do this here. Let's go ahead. Well, I was going to ask something real quick. Sure. Okay, so do you see here um, what I'm gathering here in verse 9 when it mm-hmm. talked about the man was not created for the sake of the woman, but the woman for the sake of man. If we go back in Genesis, mm-hmm. we see that, you know, Adam, he was alone. Yeah. Now, he didn't know that he needed a woman. A, a woman in his life. God said it was not good for him to be alone. God said that. Yeah. And Adam did not say it. God was the one who said it was not good for him to be alone. Yeah, because Adam was doing what God told him to do. Keep and up he, the garden. And he, I, I mean, we don't know, you know, as far as scripture, it doesn't say, but he, he seemed to be doing just fine. I mean, for him not to know he needed I'm, I'm a man. companion, you right. know. So. But, but God did. Why did God say it was not suitable for a man to be alone? I will create a help me to be Philip, be but Philip suitable to him, mm-hmm. to him. So that's why when I looked at this verse in verse nine, it took me back to that. It does. It's a cross reference because mm-hmm. God did say that no, it was not suitable. It was not fitting for a man to be alone. I will create a help me will be suitable for him, the man. So with that scripture, it has to do right there. Go back to like you said, verse nine. For indeed, in the Amplified, it says, "For indeed, man was not created for the sake of of woman, but woman for the sake of man." You see how important it is for a woman to be part of the man's life is to help him. So that's why not script- to run over him, right? But <laughs> right. because like it goes back to here in verse ten. Therefore, the woman ought to to have a sign of authority on her head for the sake of the angels, so it will not be not to offend them. Because nevertheless, women is a uh, woman is not independent of man. Oh, where did this independent woman thing come from? World sin. That's the way it comes We're from. We're reading the scripture right here that says woman is not independent of man, nor man, man of woman. Of woman. So where is this independent woman thing coming from? And I be hearing people in the church talk about this mess. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing to men. They, but mainly women. Maybe they're not reading their Bible. Nope. Because they are wearing that, that title <laughs> proudly. I'm an independent, God-fearing, holy-style Blessed and highly favored woman. woman. Mm. Haughtiness. That's the sin of, of a person. Well, we can move on to it. <laughs> <laughs> we can go to Ephesians chapter 5 here. And this one is really powerful because it's talk about submission. And I want my wife to read Ephesians chapter 5 verses 22 to 24 and chapter uh, uh, verse 30 and 33. Go ahead. But 
before you do, I want you to talk about what the submission means in the Strong's Dictionary. Okay, um, when I looked up submission in the Strong Concordance, mm -hmm. it is um, in the Greek, and it's the number 5293, and it's the word hupotasso. I hope I'm saying that right. Mm -hmm. And that means to subordinate, which is obey, to put or rank under, subdue unto, be in subjection to, submit self unto. So this is what a wife chooses to do voluntarily of her own free will. It is not something that is meant to be forced to do by someone else. Amen. And this, this is really key because that key element, this is what a wife chooses to do voluntarily mm -hmm. of her own own free will it's right. not like she had to do it from the man it's voluntary but now it, god is asking her to do this mm -hmm. in scripture yeah right but what i'm saying is that she's not supposed to be forced by man right to do this yeah mankind mankind yeah right her we, husband and other men are not supposed to be forcing her to make this choice yeah she is making this choice because she wants to obey god because god asked her to do it remember obedience is better than sacrifice right absolutely and if we love the father you will obey we will him. obey him exactly keep his commandments so we will you know if we're women of the word then we want to please our heavenly father absolutely and we got to take we got to get this stuff out of our minds that it's all about the husband this is about christ this is about your relationship with with your with your heavenly father mm -hmm. so stop stop trying to stop the book at my does my no does this man i'm married to deserve this stop making it be about him this is about christ Amen. this is about and your relationship with christ is on the line here yeah and, and, and that's the key element if you say you are a child of god and a lot of women say they are you should be keeping his commandments because that is the that shows God that you love him when you do his will. Yeah, you show him I love you. I trust you. Mm -hmm. I trust that you have my best interests in mind. Exactly. You would not ask me to do something that um, is is for is is going to harm me. Exactly. You have a purpose and a plan in this. And that purpose of plan requires... doesn't mean it's going to be perfect what you're going to go. You may go through some stuff. It doesn't right. mean it's going to be purpose, perfect, but he is with you through it. Well, God's, God's plans and his will is perfect. And if we understand his will more than our own will, because... But we don't always understand what God is doing. And that's the problem. Why should we if we are obeying him? If we trust him... We should understand he has best he has your best interest in heart. And he knows you more than you know yourself. So for us to really worry about what God is doing, it's almost like slapping face that you don't really trust him. That some people really need to look at that. Because look at I this. think it has something to do with how you know with the education and the the the, the the, the desire to want to know more mm, and so it's right. like if i don't understand what god is doing if this is beyond my understanding then i can't really accept that being just that 
Right. So it's like we we act like we have to understand every little thing that God is saying and doing. Mm-hmm. But we're, it's impossible for us to understand every little thing. Mm-hmm. But even when you don't understand, trust. What, where's that at? Because he did ask you to trust him. Yeah. It goes back to what he said about the understanding God thoughts is above our thoughts, his ways above our ways. His his everything about him is above us. And what about in, in Hebrews what it says about faith? Faith without works is dead. No, faith is so Oh, substance of the things are hoped for, the things that you're evidence of things, things not seen. seen. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, if you gotta see and understand everything, how are you gonna have faith? Amen. When and, you when you um you know accepted the call of salvation. You gotta have faith to accept Jesus. Which who you, who you cannot see. You can't see Jesus. Really? You, didn't, you didn't see him go and die on the cross. You didn't see none of those things happen. No. But you know that you are a child of God. You believe that. With all of it goes back to Romans chapter when you 10. Heard, when you heard the invitation, you made a decision to believe that. Mm-hmm. And that's why you accepted the call to go up and, and repent of your sins. Right. Exactly. And ask him to be your Lord and Savior, right? Right. But you, you didn't see none of this stuff happen. You just know with faith. So then how come you can't do this thing, you can't submit like God is asking you to because of what you are seeing? You see, something's wrong there. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not picking at women when I'm, when I'm saying this, but it, this is like when God had to take me through this process in my own mind, I mean, literally had to just get really deep in there to get me to really understand what was really going on here. Because, you know, we don't see the big picture. Right. And so it's like, wow, this is like, this was way beyond my understanding at first. Mm. But then once God started to show me that, Right. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow. You know, like, mm, man, I'm really messed up in my thinking here. <laughs> you know, but it's because I haven't been told the right things. Right. I love that process you went through. You oh, know, it why? was a lot. You know, I, I can I, imagine I, when I when when I get like that with God, I I have to be still and quiet before Him and let Him really just just talk to me because if I just go with my own thoughts, yeah. It, it doesn't. It doesn't do me any good. Yeah, that's that's what I have to go through. I mean, I, I'm really. I mean, it's really, really refreshing to know that you, 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 your thoughts need to be subjected to questioning through God. Yeah, and I have to be very, very careful and particular about who I let tell me things to because mm-hmm. I have let the wrong women and people tell me things, and it, it didn't help. You know, concerning marriage and and how to, you know, play out my role as a wife. Yeah, I got a lot of wrong, um, a lot, a lot of things that I thought was good things, mm-hmm. especially when it was coming from people in the church. It wasn't good or helpful, so I had to really be very careful in particular about who I listen to now. And I just don't take in and everybody's advice about stuff because it. Ha- I have to see you have to show me in scripture what you're talking about. I'm not just going to go by your experience and pop psychology or whatever. Mm-hmm. You must show me in scripture what you are telling me. That's Back it up with scripture. That's how I feel. Not in just how I feel. I know that's the absolute truth because remember, 
that in order for something to be established and be true, it had to be coming from two witnesses and by the, and the word God yeah. in scripture. And in the scripture is always that it's always going to be. Uh, that's why you got the cross reference of everything in the Bible. It cross reference each other. And the, the thing about people when they try to take scripture out of content, they they don't go to the cross reference of the scripture of what is really saying or have that same witness when it comes to biblical. Uh, 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 understanding, and that's one. If it was of, said in one place, it's going to be said in another, another place. place. Because, it, it, and that's why I, I, when I hear people talk about the Bible contradict itself, they say you don't, you don't know God. Contradict itself. You got <laughs> different people said it from their perspective. You know, it's like one man said it one. It's just like when we tell a story. Right. If we're talking about the same thing, you're going to tell it in a different way than I tell it because we're. We're going to be telling it from two different perspectives according to how we think. Exactly. So it's like, if, how can the Bible be contradicting itself when you have Luke saying it one way, you had John saying it another way? That's not contradictory. It's just two different people talking about the same event <laughs> from their eyes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You you just don't know how to, to read and study the word right. No, you got to study under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, because the Holy you. Spirit will show you what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the biggest huge problems. So that's problems. probably why they think that it's contradictory, because they're not reading it under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Right. Because He would show them. And see, that's what the, was going on. Well, see, that's the thing about the Holy Spirit is from God, and that's where people really miss the fact that God's word, if the Holy Spirit leading you to His word. It's God leading you to him to understand him. It, well, I can understand that when you, you know, when you're a baby Christian, when you first, you know, get saved and you're mm -hmm. trying to read the Bible and everything, you're not going to understand a whole lot of stuff. But, mm -hmm. you know, in the course of your life, you know, after, after a period of time in your walk with Christ, you shouldn't just be, you shouldn't settle for just reading scripture. You, you know, study. like like having like a little devotional here and reading a little scripture card there or whatever. You need to move from just reading scripture to studying the scripture. And I mean, to study scripture, you're going to start have to get you some tools, like some concordances. So you can, you can look up these words in the Hebrew and the Greek and see, you know, what the, the, uh, the meaning behind the words are and things like that. Because if you try to understand everything through the way we understand words now in this day and age and you know how they always change the meaning of a word oh god okay so down. that right there in itself will lead a lot of people confused so we have to move from just reading scripture or hearing it at church to actually taking time in our daily life and just open the word up and start studying Mm -hmm. Have your study tools, your concordance, your Bible dictionary, mm -hmm. commentaries, you know, old commentaries mm -hmm. and things like that. Yeah. Because if you don't dig deep like that, you you're going to listen to a lot of things that people tell you. Right. And you are going to miss out on a whole lot mm -hmm. that Amen. God is saying in scripture. And you will end up being confused for years and years and years because you'll be believing things that people said and you won't even catch that a lot of things that people say was basically their own interpretation and feelings and not actually scripture do you think and i'm glad you brought it up do you think in our in the churches today 
that that is the main reason why a lot of women, older women, are not teaching younger women the biblical womanhood. Well, I know a lot of older women probably, you know, depending on how they were brought up in their homes and stuff, you know, I remember, you know, with my family in particular, mm-hmm. uh, you know, things that like grandma and them said, things like that. You know, there's a lot of old wives tales and things like that. And there's a scripture in the Bible that talks about not believing that stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember the day when I saw that scripture in, in the Bible. I can't remember. It's in the New Testament. I can't exactly remember the exact scripture but i've read it time and time and time again and i was like wow this is actually in the bible that we are not supposed to be listening to old wives tales i was like oh my goodness the the things that they be saying about you know stuff about people you know when they're dead and coming back to talk to you and (laughs) it was all kinds of stuff that was coming through my mind you know Mm -hmm. about if you do this and this will happen and i'm like wow i said well i'm not going to be believing that anymore (laughs) so when people start talking about things i just look at them and nod my head or whatever but i don't be believing nothing that they be saying i'm like that's not even scriptural right you know what they be talking about yeah. and i know a lot of women they probably still believe a lot of that stuff but i don't when i read that scripture that sealed it for me i stopped believing <laughs> any of that old stuff that people be saying Cause i'm like that's not even in the bible yeah and you remember that time <laughs> we read in the bible it was talking about um you know uh, uh when we grew up and they was trying to tell us how to say our grace and they always say jesus wept yeah and we don't even understand what that meant yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And I'm like, that wasn't even supposed to be a grace. No, Jesus, Jesus wept. Yeah, what does that have to do with thanking him for his meal? But you teach that to the little children. Yeah. Jesus wept. <laughs> <laughs> wept is a sad thing. Yeah, and why are you sad over the food? You're supposed yeah. to be thankful. Yeah, that is. So you're very... teaching little children to be sad over their food. Jesus wept. <laughs> but anyway, we'll move on from that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but back. You got. That's why you got to read scripture. Right. If you keep listening to people, even you got to test what the pastors say. If you don't do that, you won't know if you're being told the truth or not. Right. And it's crucial to your walk with Christ to know if you're being told the truth because if you don't know if you're being told the truth. You'll go through life not knowing whether or not you're believing a lie. And then you'll be wondering why your life is going the way it is. And you're like, it's just everything. Stuff don't make sense and it's just a mess. You know, that's really the biggest things that I love when I got got saved. When when Jesus Christ became my Lord. He, it's like the Holy Spirit just lead me into the word. This is directly to it. It was naive. It was. It, I was kind of like, why am I? Why I'm so hungry? Why I wanted to read this? And then, and then what God had to show to me. You why? probably just got tired of being told in everything, and you realized you were being told a bunch of <laughs> nonsense. nonsense. You're like, uh, uh-uh, uh, I can't take this anymore. You, you know, all the things that I was taught as a kid about certain things about even being a man. It was questionable. Everything from even going to those barber shops all through those years about men saying all these things about women, it was questionable. Everything even heard from the from the diggers going into the uh, the the uh, their little room smoking on cigarettes and stuff in church <laughs> and talking about all the things about life. I had to question all of that. I had to question everything right. that I was taught and against God's word and God's word supreme everything yeah, let it, God be true and every man alive liar. so I don't care what their position is 
their right. title is, it doesn't make them equal, equal to, to God. God's truth. Absolutely. Because they're not God. They're, right. they're still Without the title, they're still just a man. Thank you. And they can misinterpret scripture. All day, all night. And they also could lead people into falsehood. Exactly. And that's where you need to read the word God for yourself. And say, Doesn't, Amen. Isn't it, aren't we warned about that in Jude? Yeah, in Jude. And, and if the that, second, one, that one book, oh about the God. shortest book in the Bible. is impact with everything's going on. Right. <laughs> so that's why it's very important that you got to read the scripture. So let's get back into here. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 22 to 24. Let's go to that one first. Then we'll go to verse 30, 33. Okay. King James says, Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. Mm -hmm. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. And he is the savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Mm. Whew. That right there. This will cause a lot of emails come to our inbox to <laughs> because of this. Look at what the scripture is saying. Wives, submit yourselves unto your, your own husband. Not somebody else's husband. Not the pastor. Not the deacon, not the elder, your own husband. Yeah, it's not about what they like. It's about what your husband is. Yeah. What he likes, what he's asking for. But here's the key is that as unto the Lord, that's a commandment. Mm -hmm. That's a commandment. It's not a suggestion, it's a commandment. That's, no, no, Paul did not make a suggestion. If you want to submit or. If you want to, it will be pleasing to God, I think. He said unto the as Lord. Unto the Lord. As unto the so Lord. just like you do to the Lord, same for your husband. husband. Amen. Verse 23 says, For the husband is the head of the wife. Not the man is head of every woman and have, and have a lot of wives. It says the wife. The wife. One wife. Mm -hmm. Even as Christ is the head of the church. And he is the savior of the body. This here is an indicator that the husband goes back to go back to First Corinthians chapter eleven, three, uh, three, uh, three to nine about why the husband is the head of the wife, because Christ is the head of the church. You see, the husband is actually imitating Christ. Mm -hmm. That's his Lord. And because Christ is the head of the church, and, he, and also the husband is part of the church, so he, that's his head. Mm. You see, this is a cross-reference, folks, and then you, lead, and you need to really read your Bible here. Here's, here's 24. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husband in everything. It did not say sin. It says to be subject to their husbands in everything. Yeah, as unto the Lord. As unto the Lord. Well, the That's Lord, a the Lord's not going to ask us to sin. Thank you. So we have to have common sense to know we don't <laughs> submit to a, another man's sin. Thank you. Because now you, 
you're, you're going to be in trouble with God because God is over your husband. Remember? Thank you. Remember right. the scripture in First Corinthians when it talked about Christ being the head mm-hmm. of every man. Right. Exactly. It's, it, Christ is head every man. First Corinthians chapter 11, verse 33 to 9. So you can't disobey God through obeying your husband's sin. Thank you. Right. You know what's so amazing about you, boo, is that when I was in so much sin and so much evil and all this stuff, you did not obey me. Yeah, because I would tell you, I said, well, I don't agree. I don't agree with that. Yeah. You Sorry, t- you I t- disagree with you on that. I, and, can't, I can't do that. And, you know, I'm so glad you did not submit yourself to that sin. Because that's really what it was that I'm asking you to submit to sin instead of God. Yeah, because I have to think about my conscience. Mm-hmm. And the Holy and I Spirit. I want my conscience to be clear. Right. But you also, you you, 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 you didn't being, get it, though. I mean, you yeah. looking at me like, um. What are you talking about? Yeah, well, I <laughs> yeah. wasn't there. Yeah, I was. I, was, but I had to leave it at that. I even told you. I said, well, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to worry about whether or not you like me or you mad at me right now. I don't care. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to submit to the to the Father. You're right. And I'm glad you did not submit to sin. So if you are upset and mad with me. Then you'll just have to be upset and mad with me, <laughs> but you're really upset and mad with him. Right. Because I want my way instead of his way. Mm-hmm. Because you know what? It, when you're thinking about this men and women, especially men, when you try to tell God what to do or try through your wife, you try to tell God what to do through your wife, you get angry with God. Not your wife, but angry with God because you are in sin. Because God he knows the ways that's better for you more than you know the ways for yourself. That's a key element there that people need to understand. And you were blind to that fact during that time, so you could never acknowledge that that's what was really going on. It was after when you started, when you changed your heart and you were, you know, started when you started walking with the Lord and, you know, you, you was able to clearly see why I said those things, but during that time, no, you could not understand that you did not agree with me saying mm-hmm. that. Right. You thought that I was just full of it. Mm-hmm. No, because I was trying to get you to do something that I wasn't even biblical, biblical uh, 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 inclined to because I wasn't even his. But at that time too, because you no, know, I was growing. I had to I had a choice to make. I could sit there and allow that to hurt my feelings and mm-hmm. I could act on that hurt you hurting my feelings or I could choose to look at the fact that this is a man who is hurting without Christ he needs Christ so mm-hmm. as his wife who happens to be a born again believer you need to keep praying for him amen because your first ministry is at home mm-hmm. yes I can't be worried about everybody outside the house when I got Someone here in the house that needs who you. needs to see Christ in me. Amen. And that was not the time for me to preach at you. You just needed to see Christ in me. So what you needed to see was that even though things wasn't right with you, you still needed to know I loved you because with God, you know, when, even when we're when we're not doing right, when we're in sin and things like that, God doesn't abandon us. Thank you. He doesn't take His love from us because of how we are. He doesn't. You know, he don't. No, he does not like to be around sin. But. But he loves loves us. us. He He still loves us. That's why we live in grace. So there's still room Mm -hmm. for us to, you know, his arms are still open. Mm -hmm. We just need to come to him. 
That's why we love. That's why his grace is sufficient. Is so sufficient. And that's what a wife has to learn too with her husband. Man, she can't shut the door of her heart on him. God doesn't do that with us. Man, I am so glad you did. You did what God called you to do. So I was able to take a biblical stance without, you know, getting in sin myself. Right. And that's or a, or 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 you know shutting the door to what God could do. Because one thing I know is that w the first thing you did was you pray. You asked the Lord to show you what to do with this situation, instead of you trying to go into the situation have caught. You pray about it, and that's and, and that took a while because <laughs> I had to learn to not argue back with you because my first bent would be to argue my case or whatever. But you know, at, at, you know, as I grew in time, I, I came to understand that you know that's not helpful for me to argue back because feeling the fire was not really going to get us where we needed to be, mm -hmm. and that takes a lot of humility. It took a lot of humility on my part. It took a lot of growth and maturity for me to understand. Don't argue back with him. Mm -hmm. It's not worth it. Sometimes you got to take the bullet. I had to, there were times where I had to just let you just, you know, feel how you felt. And I had to walk away as if I was taking the blame. But I realized that, you know, no, spiritually, when you look at this spiritually, this is about something much deeper. Yes, it was. You don't want to see this man go to hell. Thank you got you. to love him enough to know that you want to see him saved. Amen. So you're going to do what you got to do. You Amen. can put aside your pride and be humble enough. Stop thinking about what everybody else thinks about the situation or what they would say. Shut their, shut them up. <laughs> shut your ears to them. Because right. if they're not helping you to do what is necessary to help that man come to Christ, mm -hmm. You don't need to hear from them. Amen. Their opinion does not matter because they are not helping the situation. They are not working with Christ now. Yeah, right. So hey, why do you need to hear from them? Why do you need to worry about what they have to say or what they think? Amen. Amen. You might just need to separate yourself from them. You do. Because this is, this is a time with you and the Lord now. This is a crucial, critical time. Amen. And you don't want the wrong people around you. Praise the Lord, because that's exactly what was going on with us at the time. And, oh, my God, if it wasn't for you to submit to Christ in that, in that matter, you know, how would I ever really bring my, how will you, your quiet spirit and, your, and, and you just doing the best, do what God called you to do to, to a unsafe husband, which yeah, we'll talk it was, about that. It, it was very, <laughs> it was not a pleasant time because when you having to separate yourself from other people that you are prone to being around, mm -hmm. because you know they're not helpful to the situation. Right. You you can feel alone. It feels alone. You feel like I have nobody, but that's not true. You have God. Mm -hmm. And you have to let him lead you to being around the right people and the right influence. People that are going to help you, you know, help you to understand how to stay in God's will right. and help you to see the bigger picture. Right. Those are the people that you need around because that's where it's healthiest. Mm -hmm. And it so is. you may have to get away from family members and friends and just other people 
just to be in in order for you to go through this time yes and you know i know it was hard for you it was very very hard i mean i i i wasn't it was like i couldn't talk to anybody Mm. because if i told them they wouldn't understand what was going on Mm. but it was a very 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 trying time there was a lot of growth that happened in that time right. a lot of tears just all kinds of stuff was going on yeah and when i look back at it was it worth it to be where we're at today yeah it was worth it was i thinking that back then <laughs> certainly not i was not thinking that back then because i wanted out i know i remember i remember very well i remember we you said that in the in the we was homeless I remember when you said that when we went to the pastor's office and we was going, you know, going to the church at the time, at that church at the time in Kansas City, all that. Oh, I told the pastor, I said, we have been through so much pastoral counseling and just, just, we've tried everything it seemed like for years and years and years and years. Mm -hmm. And this man, he acts like he is not trying. He keeps saying he wants to work this out. He is not trying. I am done. Right. I told the pastor, I am done. I can't do this anymore. And he told me, he said, do it for God. Wow. And I'm looking at him like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Do it for God? Yeah. What are you talking about? He was trying to get me to see, you need to do it for a different reason now. Yeah. Yeah, he's right. He was right, and that with with other um, you know mature women in my life, and just the path, the, the the road that God took me down, that right there, it just helped me to it, it transform my thinking. Cause I was, I mean, I literally looked at him like, "Are you serious? After what you know, we've gone through. What do you mean, do this for God? That's what I've been trying to do all this time." <laughs> but I didn't understand what he was saying at the time. I understand now, but it took time for me to grow and learn to understand why he was saying that it's a powerful thing he did say that because now um as i say man you know looking at what you went through everything else you know seeing here just hearing you saying that you know that do this for the lord you know that's powerful and impacted because that took everything away from you it took your 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 security of yourself away. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, and that, and I had to come to the reality. I was trusting in myself. Uh, Here I am thinking I was trusting the Lord. I was trusting in myself because I wasn't doing it for the right reason. Yeah. I'm and, trying to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, here I am trying to be happy. Right. Because most, you know, we don't get married to, to, to be, uh, you know, to not be happy. Right. No one gets married for that reason. You know, you, you your your thought is that you're going to live happily ever after with this person. That's why you chose to be with them, right? Absolutely. But but no. Mm-mm. In the kingdom, mm-hmm. we don't do things for that reason. Right. It's always about him. It's not about ourselves. That's why we have to mm-hmm. die to self every day. Right. But then the thing about it is, even though it was scary for me to give all that up, you know, trying to be happy. Now, looking back, when I, where I'm at now in life, I am happy. Yeah. I'm not pursuing happiness, but I am happy. You yeah. know why I'm happy? Because I'm making the Father happy. Yeah. I believe he will say, well done, good and faithful servant. I believe that. Yeah. Because my mind is set on doing his will. That's what is exactly what he calls to And do. that brings an inner peace. 
They do. They that brings that more. That surpasses all uh, understanding. understanding. That's, That's exactly why right. I am happy. I, and it's not. I'm not faking it till I make it either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. You know that 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 line right there. Fake it till you make it is really the worst line ever. When you well, are sometimes not sometimes you do have to fake it till you make it. But I'm just letting people know I am not faking it till I make right. it. I feel like a totally different woman. I mean, I and how I felt years ago because I just never thought that I would be at this place. You but know. but neither did I ever thought I was gonna go through the things I went through. Nobody I did. never I never knew I was gonna go through all that stuff. Well nobody didn't understand but God. God knew. He knew exactly what he was gonna well, go through. Well I mean when I met you it just didn't seem like I would go through those things. I mean it just didn't. Well thanks to be the God that he he straightened your thinking out so well and your and, and everything about you that <laughs> Your, your, your husband is not what you think he is. He's acted was a flawed guy, and I thank God that he brought all my flaws out. But I wasn't who I thought I was either. Yeah, we, we never knew. You know, I thought I was something else too. Yeah, we all did. We and so marriage brought it all out. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. it was, Ooh. It's ugly. It's ugly. Marriage will bring some stuff out of you. Yeah, that's why. Single people have no idea yeah. what that's like. They They... That's one missing component that they're having in their own lives is that they do not know what it's like to have to be in a close relationship with a person like you are when you're married. And it reveals things about you that you don't see. Right. Yeah. No other relationship does that but marriage. Yeah. That's if you're truly married because you got people. I'm not exalting marriage over singleness. I'm just saying. Right. Is that it seems like marriage brings things out of you that, that you would never have seen in other relationships with people. Right. Not in your relationship with your parents, with your friends, siblings, nobody. Yeah. Marriage brings things out. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why come I am a, I totally believe that, you know, it's not marriage is not about happiness. No. Marriage is about making you holy. It does. No. But you but the happiness it'll it'll come because you will have a have the, you will you will I see the, the joy. The, you will see the real reason for the happiness is through it's it's through God. Yeah, because God brings you that joy that you never expected to have because when you are in him, in him that joy of knowing that you are pleasing the Father is much more seeing than the joy of the world. Yeah, and so I stopped looking for you to make me happy. Amen. And I started deciding to be happy. Mm -hmm. Through you know, him. Because when you're with someone, you know, they can't make you completely happy. No. But you can get to, <clears throat> you can enjoy life with them. You can. You can create um, situations and things in life with them where you can enjoy life. You can enjoy the journey. And that's really what all boils down what marriage is, is the journey with God. To me is because I'm reading it in scripture when it goes back to the first beginning of, of, of where God made man. God wants a relationship with every man, every person. That's why he said to to uh to procreate and what? To have dominion over the earth and to do it. He wants us that for that reason. And that reason is the various reason that he made man. Is to have that relationship. Let's go to verse 30 then. And uh, read that. 30 to 33 in the King James. It says for we are members of his body. Of his flesh. And of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave. His father and mother. And shall be joined unto his wife. 
and they too shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife, even as himself, and the wife see that she reverences her husband. Wow. Ooh, I want to give a side note with that right here. So we see that in these scriptures, wives are to model, which is act out the church, being submissive to and glorifying Christ by submitting to their own husband's authority. This is a willingly and voluntarily response to God's will. Wives are fulfilling their God-given responsibility when they willingly submit to their own husband. I want to be clear with this. This is powerful. That those scriptures is powerful. Especially verse 31. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined unto his wife. Keyword means come together as one flesh. That's what it says here. And they too shall be one flesh. Why will Paul say this is a great mystery? Because it's a mystery because we go back to Genesis chapter 2, chapter 1, when it says that uh, about uh, when, um, uh, when a man will leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife and become one flesh. It's, it's not just a great mystery. God intended that to be. So when what Paul was doing, he brought that from Genesis to Ephesians. And when he did, he was talking about the uh, speaking concerning the Christ, uh, concerning Christ and the church. Because remember, let's go back to verse twenty-three. He says, "For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body." So that is the that is you no know, part of all this, and now. I want to switch to the Amplified Bible because we want to really get into it. Go ahead, boo-boo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, verse 22 through 24. Wives, be subject, which is submissive and adapt yourselves to your own husband as a service to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church, himself the savior of his body. As the church is subject to Christ, so let wives also be subject in everything to their husbands. Out. And everything means everything. <laughs> That's right. Feminism should not... Wow, feminism don't have no room in what those scriptures say in the Amplified. I did some studying on that. What is everything? Yeah. Well, think about it. The husband's the leader of the home, right? Mm-hmm. So if he makes a decision about where they're going to live at, mm-hmm. like for instance, if he has an opportunity to take a job in another state or city and he really 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 wants to take this job should his wife put up a fight because she wants to stay around friend, family and friends that she know no because now she's not adapting herself to her husband right she's not being submissive too 
that's what the adaption part comes, comes from. from. She's not adapting to him. Mm. Amen. She's not even looking at the fact that, you know, her husband, he just like she has desires in her heart, he has desires too. Yeah. And he's trying to lead the family the best way he knows how. Exactly. Remember, this is not about the way she thinks leadership's supposed to look. Because God, he's, a, he's the, the, the man is the one in training. And he's not being trained by his wife how to lead that family. <laughs> Glad you brought, thank you, she boo. is supposed to see a man. How can a man lead if he has no follower? She's yeah. supposed to be following him. Right. That's right. That's so right. if she is trying to call all the shots, she's going to have a husband who's not going to lead. And you have men with different personalities. You know, some men may get aggressive mm -hmm. when a woman does that. Yeah. So, and then you have some men, they're very, very passive. They may just give up and just, just stop. They just let her have her way, do whatever. But see, she's going to get frustrated because she's like, how come he don't do anything? And then she look at other men and she's going to keep getting upset with her husband. But you are trying to tell him how to act. You're not being, you're not be, you're not adapt to him. Right. And I had to learn to adapt to you because... I mean, I'm not a very assertive woman, yeah. but the thing is, is when I would look at in the church, when I would see other men, when they were leading and how they talked about it, and then I would look at you and I'm thinking, okay, so why is he not doing our family like that? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I did not realize what hole I was getting into by thinking that <laughs> Satan had me. Yeah. Because it was a whirlwind of problems after that. You know, yeah. I started to put more pressure on you through asking you lots of questions about stuff. And you were very uncomfortable addressing my questions because you didn't even know the answers yourself. Because you, because, right. you know, you didn't grow up with a father. No, I didn't. You didn't have male leadership in your life. You didn't even know what that looked like. So I'm trying to apply this pressure on you thinking that, will you go to church? So you ought to be learning. I mean, how can you not figure it out by now? <laughs> I didn't understand until I started listening to other men, even men, you know, in the body of Christ who are biblical. You know, right. they, when they would talk about it and about the struggles that a man go through, you know, sometimes even even the what what we would think is the most spiritually mature man, even they struggle yeah. to know to to lead because because it's just not. It's not easy. They're always questioning themselves. I was one of and them. And that's, that's something that women don't understand about men because mm -hmm. you guys don't show it. Is that, you know, you do question yourself. We do. A lot. You don't want to make a mistake. We don't. And, and the main reason why we don't make a mistake is because we don't want to look to you a failure. Right. And that's something that we just, we don't, because we can't see it. You know, sometimes it looks like... You know, either I you put together or you just don't care. I mean, whatever, however we see it, right? Depending on the woman and the situation or whatever, and and her husband, but we don't understand that we're judging wrongly because mm. we perceive something and it may not necessarily be what we're thinking. Wow! And so I misread you a lot. Yes, I mean, of course, I could tell that yes, you you know were confusing you or scared and things like that. But me, I'm the type of person, if someone tells me something, you know, if, I, if you're giving me some truth and telling me something that's helpful, I want to get up and jump right in and start doing it. 
you you take a while to process things yeah. and i just didn't understand it like what is taking him so long to figure this out he's a smart guy i mean he made like what straight a's and b's and stuff in school how he can't figure this out <laughs> <laughs> i was nowhere near that smart come on it's like are you kidding me what is wrong <laughs> and so this is how i was rationalizing in my head what is wrong with this man <laughs> Why is he so slow <laughs> to get this? Yeah. But, it, you know, but then I had to sit there and think about the fact that I wasn't getting it all either. Mm. I was slow to process a lot of things because I wasn't understanding my role. Right. I thought I was understanding it. A lot of women think they understand a lot of things. Wow. Mm. They really do. That's hard. To it can be right so wrong. <laughs> oh my goodness, you could be so wrong. I was so wrong on so many levels of what I thought to mm. be the right thing. That just proves. Oh, and the only thing that that does is create a lot of regrets down the road. And that's my point. I'm about to say it does because even from a husband's point of view, you know, learning how to be a leader biblically. You know, got right for one thing. You had to be right with the Lord. That's one thing. That's that. That's not. But in my thinking, I thought that that was the key. That okay, if you just go ahead and make a decision to be right with the Lord, bam, you'll be able to do this thing. I did not. I did not understand. <laughs> I really. I am so sorry. I didn't understand. Oh, that's okay, baby. Because I didn't doing... understand the pressure I was putting on you. Right. To live up to a certain standard. Right. In my head. Well, that's the because same of thing. what I was seeing other men do. Well, that's the same thing was going on with me when you, when I was seeing you and how you perceive yourself with women as a woman of God, you know, living under the roof and being taught by women, right? That's all I knew. Even though I did have some a male figure around, he wasn't really teaching me how to be a man right but even with that stand that 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 going on in my life it was a confusion because when i got on my own and do my own thing i was being as wild as i could be i was trying to prove i was trying to figure this out when i even got my own place yeah. it was hard because you know, I had to pay bills, I had to pay for this, I got to get my own food, I got to cook that food, and I had to go do things, I had to work, I had to be on schedule, all that at, 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 at 18. Yeah. That's crazy. But yeah. even with that, that tells me all And see, all even when you were telling me about that, I was thinking, if he could do all of that, then, I mean, come on, all he has to do is just... just... <laughs> <laughs> make this choice right. all he has to do is want to do this and he can do it I, I even told you all the time you could do anything you put your mind to I know you you are a very intelligent guy you could do this if you really wanted to <laughs> <laughs> but you just don't want to that's what it all boils down to and I was just like just on a roll you just don't want to is that what it is you don't want to just tell me now you don't want to just admit it admit yeah. to me admit to God you don't want to do this. Yeah, and you see it. You see the pressure I was going through. I'm just joking, but yeah, it was a lot of pressure. No, no. That was I was under the guise of frustration. Yeah, that was. <laughs> it, and I understand because now, from uh, looking outside, looking at, at this here as a man, it was it was really crazy because 
when you look at life, you trying to you try to impress people, certain people because of their position. Then you when you try to do all that, you look at other people and what they have. Then you trying to apply yourself to that. Then you trying to do those things like everybody else is doing it. And all that said, wait a minute. It, 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 yeah, it, and I remember when you told me about that, you explained that to me that the insecurities that was going on inside of you, because I really didn't have an appreciation for the fact that you were going through insecurities. Right. I mean, I knew that you struggled with things and how you saw yourself and things like that, but I just, I don't know, I guess I just really didn't think about it. Right. From that perspective, that that right there was a, a roadblock. Right. And so I know that, you know, in our, in our world, we tend to look at people, you know, let's say, like, for instance, uh, when you talk about success. Mm-hmm. Well, on the one hand, you'll have people, they'll say, well, if you do certain things and really apply yourself and blah, 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 you should be able to get to this certain level. But then you have other people who over here who are struggling and things like that. And so that group of people who say no that you do these things and you could be successful looking at the other people who are struggling you right. see right and it's like they not have a grace among the people not only that but just you don't really know what that what's going on in that person that's my that's what i meant to say right and so when you look at that spiritually you really don't know what's really going on with that person why you think you have the answer for them because you got your own set of struggles and things going on in your own life right and you and people probably try to tell you things and you still are struggling yeah and it was it was hard and you you know want to say well they don't understand okay but you're sitting there saying they don't understand but then here you are doing this to this other person yeah that you're thinking about them that if, if they would just do this it should be easy well, then the situation with you should be easy. You shouldn't be thinking, well, they just don't understand. So that's right. why it's important to have grace. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that was one of the huge things when I got right, when I got saved, when when Jesus Christ became my Lord. You know, I was, it was that struggle to see other believers going through certain things. You be, you act that way too. You be like, how could they get this? How could they don't see the name? Well, God had to bring you back to reality. Remember how you were struggling, how you going through things, how you was going through that process. They probably going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. So you don't know what they at. You got it's to like understand. They know not what they do. Exactly. So you have to understand grace to people. And one of the things that I even learned, even doing radio for for, for this long time now, I'm not saying long time, but for this period, is that you got to understand grace. You yeah. know, to your people, audience, everyone. But yeah, you, you don't want to set yourself up to where, like, if a person is truly hurting and in need, right. you know, and they don't have no one to turn to, they don't know who to go to or talk to. You mm-hmm. don't want to be that kind of Christian that would shame a person mm-hmm. because of, you know, if you got a brother, sister in the church, and they, you have, you know, something secretly going on with them, and they don't want to open up to anyone. You want to be that person. They could open that up to. they could be able to open up to and not be like, all right, what? And then are you talking about them behind their back? And I can't believe that that no, not you. You going through that? Right. You were caught up in that? No. Right. All all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Exactly. That's why I love the men that you pray for. I'm glad you pray for these men to be in my life to really show me grace. 
and not only showing grace but accountability and I'm sticking to accountability very very vividly going forward in my life because that was one of the the very things that was not really instilled in my life accountability mm -hmm. and um one of the things that from reading what we are talking about now this is all accountable from god yeah, and remember the scripture i had um showed you once before that i came across it talked about um the um uh, no when we were talking about particular sins and stuff and i was saying that uh in the it was the scripture i showed you about the uh sin the no sin being uncommon to man or something like that yeah mm -hmm. you know it's like don't look at this like you know you're the only one that struggles with something like this this is a common thing yeah yeah paul was you talking just, about that you just know that what you need is to run to the father yeah i think it's in galatians so don't go mm -hmm. don't 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 crawl into a shell like you're the only one you right. may have people in church that may make you feel that way but they are being unbiblical because that's not the way they're supposed to handle that amen they're not supposed to be like at all and shocked and what and make you feel like you know you're less than they, that's the time where they're supposed to come in and embrace you amen you know, with love and, tr and you know, give you truth and pray for you and things like that, but not to make you feel like you got to go somewhere and hide. Exactly. Because they have to remember in the scriptures that these sins are common to man. Yeah, common. Keywords, common. There's nothing new under the sun, right? Right. So it's not like anyone has done anything that's never, ever in history been done. Exactly. And, and I, I guess that we kind of look at, you know, well, you know, we kind of look at it from a... Uh, perspective of, of being, you know, I guess we get too spiritually, uh, you know, try to be religious. on a high horse or something, Yeah, yeah. you know, and so we don't, the reality of the fact that people can be caught up in things and they can be sitting there in church Sunday to Sunday struggling with things in secret and mm -hmm. they trying to put on that good face, you know, to make it look like everything's okay. But I mean, even just like when I was you know, when you, when you, I made you feel like, you know, when I looked at other men in the church, like they had it all put together, whatever. One thing that I had to come to, to, to the reality of is this, is that I don't know what goes on with them when they go home. We've seen situations and stuff where you thought a person was an upstanding type of person and things like that. And next thing you know, they were getting a divorce. You're like, wait a minute, what happened? <laughs> yeah, we did. So it's like when I started seeing situations like that and just, you know, coming to understand that. Even the most spiritually mature person still has their struggles, you know, even in their marriages and stuff. You know, there's something that the wife is, is, is you know, she's having trouble with her husband about. Yeah. So, you know, and we don't know these things. We don't see these things. So we have to be very, very careful when we are looking up to people, you know, and you're wanting to be just like them. You can't be just like them. You have to be who you guys are. Amen. And who you and I are as a couple does not look like anybody else. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you why I say that. And I wouldn't enjoy being with someone else's husband, no no pastor, anyone else the way I enjoy being with you because mm -hmm. I chose you. Right. And I chose you for a reason. I didn't choose those other men. Exactly. No matter how great they may seem, I didn't choose them. I wasn't attracted to them. Yeah. And see that's the thing is so amazing. Is and and I'm saying this because this is where you have to really stand grace to people about. You can't go around. I don't want to imitate another couple. I want to be unique in what God would want us to be because 
we have, like I said, let's go back to the body. It's been members of the body. That's what you're about to read here in the Amplified here in, um, you know, Ephesians chapter 5. Is there are, we are members of the one body. And we got different functions in the body. And our functionality is different from the, another person's functionality. Another couple functionality is different from ours. Yeah, and, our personalities are different. Exactly. And for us to go around trying to imitate that couple or whoever we admire, it's kind of like a disservice to them as a couple because now they can't be themselves. Yeah, that God called them. freedom to really enjoy being who you are. Right. But the principles that we are talking about is applied to every couple because that come from God. God knows those standards and principles that we need to live by. Yeah, the whole body of Christ, we have we have things that we have to live by according to the Bible, but then other things like our preferences. Yeah. Now that's a total whole that's a that's a different issue right there. Mm -hmm. And you can't make your preferences be uh, fit for everybody else. I agree. I agree, hundred percent. You can't make preferences be a thing that divides you. No. You're treating it like your your differences and preferences is, is a sinful issue. It's not. No, it's not. You have a different perspective on things, and you have a different preference. And just because you know someone else seems like they're doing it better, you know, for a wife, you better be very, very careful with that. Yeah. You got it, yeah. Because your husband will start to feel like he's not good enough for you. And you don't want that to turn into him acting out oh, in man. ways that you don't want. Now, I'm not saying that that's your fault. Right. He has, you know, his own sin bent or whatever. But, but you certainly don't want to help him to get there. Right. You don't. And that was the thing that was going on with us is that, you know, feeling like I didn't measure up for you. Um, and, you know, when you walk. That walk, you know, trying to be that, you know, you when you think about it, and some men don't do, but I do, even though I was into sin, in Sam, I still tried to still make that promise to you, to keep that promise, even though they didn't make any sense at the time, and still to the States don't make any sense, even thinking about it. Still, I want to make that promise to really do the things I promise you that I'm going to do. Yeah, I remember when I was explaining to you that, you know, when you try to look a certain way and be a certain way and be like a big shot and things like that, you know, I try to, you know, it, that right there in itself, it made me expect more out of you. Mm -hmm. And it just went too far. Yeah. It's like the more you did it, the more I expected. And yeah. so it was like, I just didn't understand that as your helpmeet, what my, my job at that point was to pray for things that I was seeing that, you know, I needed to let God show me, you know, deeper into what was going on. Amen. And I wasn't, you know, my spiritual eyes wasn't open to really see. I'm looking at the surface, but I, was, I wasn't looking deeper. And so I'm looking at you and you're acting like this, you know, like you would try to act like you had it all together and things like that. And you wanted this to be going on and that to be going on. And so I'm just like playing into that with you. Like, okay, well, if that's what you want, then you need to act better. You know, and <laughs> it was crazy. It was literally crazy because I just, you know, having not been trained of how to properly be a wife, you know, according to God, I just, I didn't know what I was doing. Well, it's a good thing that you did this series. I mean, the more we keep reading more and more about it into the what the Bible had to say about it, 
I think that this is a, a, a good foundational step for a lot of people, like, especially a lot of wives, to really get their head out of, the, you know, they, in, in my, what I'm looking at, and, and I call, help me if I'm wrong about this, a lot of wives are in a cesspool of, of the world. They in this cesspool, and they they are trying to reach for help. And I can see that from a lot of women. They yeah. are looking for help. I'm, I'm starting to hear and see a lot of younger women right. wanting to know what to do because, you know, their mothers and grandmothers and all of them, they haven't been, they didn't teach them. And, and, and I don't, like with me, I was not taught right. how to be a wife or, or you know, you know, you know, as a wife, you know, in a godly perspective. And so when you don't have anyone teaching you, because a lot of, you know, females, you know, they may have had, um, a lot of women have not had a, a home life where they had a mother and a father in it. And then you have the ones who did have their mom and dad there and they were married, mm -hmm. but their mom was not teaching them how mm -hmm. to be a wife and what i mean by teaching them is it's one thing for you to be living in the house and you see your parents you know you see how they act and relate to one another but when your mom didn't sit down and talk to you if she was a christian if she said she was a christian mm -hmm. she wasn't telling you what the bible says about the role of being a wife she mm -hmm. didn't explain that to you mm -hmm. wow that's not good. Yeah. Because either the mom didn't know herself what to do, and she was just going with what what she thought was right, mm -hmm. and figured her daughter would figure it out or whatever. That's not what the Bible, <laughs> that's not how we're supposed to do this. Right. We need to be taught. Right. You're right. Amen. And you teach not only through through people watching you and your example, but you need to be able to explain stuff. All right. Because yeah. this is, it's not like when you become a parent and you just, you know, things become natural along the way. Right. It's not like that with marriage. No. If you try to do what's natural in a marriage. Oh, you good. Oh. You are setting yourself up for failure because you have to literally work at this stuff. Yeah, you but do. But without the right foundation... Right. You gonna make a mess of it, and we need, we didn't have the foundation. No, we, we did not have the right foundation when we started out. And you know, we, st we matter of fact, when we started out, what was it that we were talking about <laughs> when we were young and in college? 50, 50? 50, 50, 50. Yeah, we were gonna do the fifty fifty thing. We <laughs> <laughs> you know we got the for Uncle Teddy. Oh, they're just talking, but yeah, um, yeah, we we been. T I mean, and we read in different magazines that we grew up to. A lot of those magazines that we grew up. Even though I did not really read those magazines, quote, quote, quote yeah, I was showing you the articles. Yeah, you showing me yeah. articles. Though. And you were like going along with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 I yeah. Believe that's supposed to be and the main reason you. why I was going along because I was trying to impress her in a way. <laughs> yeah, but that 50 50 thing, when I thought about it, you know, when I'm thinking about it even now, that's that egalitarian type of marriage. You know, everything on an equal scale. Yeah. No, no defined roles. Right. And, What's, you know, it's like women are scared of the role thing because it's like they feel like for them to operate in the gotten their in their God given role. For some reason, they're underneath, they're beneath their husband. Where uh, we know that God, he sees us all the same. Right. Right. 
He doesn't see uh, he doesn't see us any different. We all we all um, are respected the same by him. Amen. It, but it's just that in order to play out this role in marriage, mm-hmm. there are defining roles because you don't want to get things all messed up. That is true. You don't want the household to be turned upside down in chaos because the roles are not being played the way he designed them to be. And so it's not, I don't see myself as being beneath you. Mm-hmm. I walk side by side with you. That's but the thing about it is, is I had to learn, you know, in this thing is that I have to be with you in mm-hmm. this thing. So I can't, we cannot be like we're like going separate ways. Mm-hmm. A lot of times the things that we were arguing about, we were wanting the same things, but it's just that the way you were saying it and the way I was saying it, to our ears, it didn't sound the same. Right. It really did not sound the same at all. Right. But the thing was is that I just couldn't appreciate your role as a leader in the sense of I just didn't understand when you would when you would make a decision or when you would not make a decision about things or when you wouldn't do stuff. I just didn't understand, like, why would he you know, not do something about the situation or why come he wouldn't take care of that. I didn't understand that because I didn't, I really didn't understand the pressure of being a leader, what that's like. Yeah. You don't want to really cause devastation effects in your family when you realize being a leader. I I did not know men was afraid that way. Yeah. I thought that men love leading stuff. I didn't know that they would literally get afraid of messing their family up or, or, or doing something so detrimental. I'm like, because men like to run companies. So it seemed like if you want to run a company, what's so hard about leading a family? Well, a real man, here's the deal with a real man. Well, a real man running a company, you could lose a company, but you could build it back up. But for a family, that's hard to rebuild a family because the devastation effects of a family when it's been run down or ostracized, whatever it could be, that man holds responsible for it, and the ramifications of that is so detrimental to him. Yeah, I remember you told me that, you know, a man doesn't want to think about losing his woman, losing her love. Yeah. He don't want to lose her love and her respect for him. Mm-hmm. That's hard. Because think about that. When a man loses that from his wife, she would never, I might say never, I'm going to use the word never, but her, her view of him and her respect mm-hmm. for him is askew. And that right there makes a man more vulnerable. See, that's something that women don't understand. Right. But then I thought when I when you told me that, I thought about how, like with a little boy, he didn't want to disappoint his mom. Exactly. And I'm not saying that we should look at you guys like that. Like little boys, you're not little boys, you're men. Right. But I can understand what you're saying is that you, 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 you sit and you think about the fact that you don't want to disappoint her. Thank you about That's that. why men do all kinds of macho things around women because they want the, yeah. you know, her to, you know, be be his cheerleader and, and 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 praise him and things like that. And he wants to feel like he is, you know, he's winning her. Yeah, it's just like our son. Think about our son. He don't want to. He don't want you to feel like you know. He don't want you to lose his uh, your respect for him. Yeah, and he didn't like to disappoint me, right? He, right. he definitely don't want to disappoint you at all. 
and he will do everything he can to gain that uh, that uh, respect back from you. Yeah, he even follow me all over the house, apologizing. <laughs> I'm just like, I heard you, I heard you. <laughs> well, let's go ahead, go to here, verse uh, verse thirty in the Amplified, right there. It says, "Because we are members, which are parts of his body." For this reason, a man shall leave his father and his mother and shall be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. Mm -hmm. This mystery is very great, but I'm speaking concerning the relation of Christ and the church. Mm. However, let each man of you without exception love his wife as being in a sense his very own self. And let the wife see that she respects and reverences her husband, meaning that she notices him, regards him, honors him, prefers him, venerates and esteems him, and that she defers to him, praises him, loves and admires him exceedingly. That is that is a lot. <laughs> that is that is a lot for for saying that. A wife is to to um, fear, you know, respect her husband. You know, that's, that's a lot of words to describe reverencing and respecting a husband. Yeah. Notice him, regard him, honor him, prefer him, mm -hmm. esteem him, defer to him, praise him, love and admire him exceedingly. That's a lot. What man doesn't want that? Oh, my God. Every guy feels that way when he's dating. He feels that way. But a lot of husbands say they don't feel that way after marriage. And yeah. that's sad. Yeah. That's really sad. Like I said, I know so many men um, literally are, you know, try so, so much want someone to do all those things you just said because, you know, how I many men if you really take a poll will love what you just said that she knows him regards him honors him prefers him esteems him defers to him praise him and, and love him and admires him exceedingly this is exactly what every man wants because all of that says respect it's respect that in a nutshell is respect. That's his love language. Will you just describe what is described here, verse thirty-three? What a man needs mm -hmm. is that right there. And, and see, the thing about it is, a lot of wives, you know, they may start out this way, mm -hmm. but eventually, once she starts to really get to know him, mm -hmm. and she starts to see undesirable things in him, yeah. All that goes downhill. She doesn't want to do these things anymore because she don't think he deserves it. Yeah. Well, there's nothing in the scripture saying anything about him deserving these things. Right. So if it doesn't say it has to, anything to do with him deserving it, she's in sin in her heart. Her heart's not right. Wow. That's big. When you ain't sin like that. Not oh, not. because she's not obeying God. Right. Remember, this is not about the husband. This it's is about, about God. That's this is about, about her trust and and, and love to, uh, to God. Mm -hmm. So she doesn't want to do these things because her husband doesn't deserve it. Right. But it's not about him deserving it. It's about 
I'm doing this because my Heavenly Father asked me to do this. Mm -hmm. I don't have to like some of the things that are going on, Mm -hmm. but because of my love for the Father, I will do this. Because that right there is more important. Yeah. There's a bigger picture here. It's a huge picture. And I may not be seeing it right now, but that's okay. Because you, you obey him. You obey God. That's when the husband really need to take the log out of his own eye. I hate, I'm going to say this for a reason on this notion. The main reason why I said the husband need to take this log out of his own eye because you don't need to expect her to respect you. You need to understand she will do it unto the Lord. Yeah, this is her free, her, her, uh, her, you know, she's choosing out of her own free will to do these things. Exactly. But That's for my me point. Speak, but for me speaking to the wives, mm-hmm. that would be the question. Why wouldn't you choose to do this if you love God? You yeah. making this be about your husband, but this is about your, your relationship with, 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 with the father. Right. Right. Do you really want to mess that up because you're looking at someone else and their shortcomings? Mm-hmm. You want to base your obedience to Christ on someone else's shortcomings. Right. And that's not really biblical sound. I'm, and, and this is why I say it's not biblical sound. If you look through every last one of the... the um. You know, the, 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 the uh, other translations in the Bible, like from the Amplified and ESV, um, and this goes on ES, um, ESV, it does shows that to respect him. Yeah. And with that, God wants the wife to understand you not, it's like he's, t- what God's telling you through the scripture is die to self and obey. Say to your husband, lead your family in the way that is my will, but die to yourself doing it. And you see, that's one of the things back when you said how why it was so hard for me to lead. Well, because I didn't learn how to die to myself. Because that still that still was no excuse for me not to respect respect you. You know. Even if you didn't know how to die to yourself, even if you wasn't following Christ, which we will be getting to that later on down the road in this series, because, you know, the, the Bible does address, you know, a wife submitting to a, if she's a Christian wife and she has a husband that is not saved or he's not obeying the word, mm-hmm. that does not counsel out her submitting to him. That, no. is, that is addressed in scripture. It does. It does. Cause see again, like I like I said, like I keep saying, it's not about him. It's all about it's, God. It's about her relationship with the Father. And you said that in the Amplified is a relationship. It's a relation. It means that that right there is key. That it's not about you. It's about him and the relationship. Now, some husbands may probably want it to be about them. But see, he, even he's not understanding scripture either. It's exactly. Not, it's not about him. It's not for a husband to stick his chest out and say, yeah, this woman's going to submit to me. And, you know, like, like, like really, he's something <laughs> special. <laughs> that's my point. That he, that he deserves this. Right. That's my no, point. You got to, it's, it's, this is all according to God's plan. He know, he, he does, he created men and women. He know how each one of them functions and mm-hmm. how they think. And, you know, and so he knows what's going to work. Mm-hmm. He knows what's going to work for the woman. 
He knows what's going to work for the man. And that's why he has, that's why I come, he, this is laid out in scripture like this, why he inspired Paul to write these things. Yeah. Yeah. There is a reason behind it. And so like we're going to say again, a woman is not called to submit to a man's sin. No. Exactly. So we got to get that out of the way. Amen. Because, you know, a lot of this submission is built up around fear and misunderstanding. Mm. Women thinking that for them to submit equals abuse. Well, for one thing, a Christian man, when he is being, when when a woman, when his wife is submitting to him, Mm -hmm. he is not going to abuse her. No, if, he's if he's a follower of Christ, if he's a follower he of Christ, he's not, not going to abuse her. his wife. No. For one thing, when when submission is done, when leadership and submission is done biblically, there is no abuse. Absolutely. Like I submit to you. Right. And I am not one bit afraid of you. I know. <laughs> I'm right. not. Right. Amen. You know, and it's not. It's not. I mean. I wouldn't say that you made submission easy for me in the beginning, right. but it was. It, I had to make a choice to do it. Right. Did, I had to. I had to do it despite how I felt. And when I did it, I did not feel afraid of you. Amen. What ended up happening was the more I, you know, yielded and submitted to the things that you were asking of me. No matter if I disagree with it or not. As long as it, you know, wasn't something that was clear sin. Right. I'm talking about things that was not sin. Right. You were it's asking like a preface. Just, it's, yeah, more. more like a preface. It was like you wanted to do something and I didn't really want to, I didn't really see it that way. Well, I submitted to you anyway. Well, there was no abuse that came about in that. You did not abuse me. Right. Actually, what ended up happening down the road, you started to show me what I've always been wanting, which was you started loving me more. Mm-hmm. You started, you know, you know, you started doing things for me, you know, that you weren't doing before. Yeah. The way you treated me, it started to be different. You were more tender with me. And that's powerful. You know, just to hear you say that, you know, just look at what we came from to where we're at now. You know, just to hear you say that is very inspiring even from now just thinking about more yeah um when a wife starts to understand why god wants her to submit to her husband see part of that is she's pulling away the threat because the because men feel threatened yeah they feel their authority position being threatened yeah it does and so when she yields to him it pulls away some of that threat feeling yeah. That someone's going to come in and just, you know, trample all over something that God God has told him to, do. to be responsible for all of this. Mm-hmm. He did. And somebody's going to come in and, and, and just, just trample all over it. Yeah. That's... And, and throw him into a world of confusion. Because men, men got to be able to process things, right? You guys got to process things. Yeah, And, and yeah. we can get in the way of the processing. You processing and thinking through things because we're trying to rush you. Right. So see, when I pulled away the threat part of it, it freed you up to be more tender towards me. That... You were nicer and kinder. Because and now sweeter. It, started, it, it goes back to First Peter chapter 3. 
deliver your wife in what understanding. But I didn't make you understand me. No, you chose, chose to understand. to do that because when I started submitting to you, it's like all of a sudden you started opening up your ear to me. You started listening. You wanted to listen, and I'm like, I didn't even have to, you know constantly just be nagging at him like you you don't understand me you're not hearing me i didn't even have to do that you just like eventually over time you started having you started opening up your ears and listening to me you started wanting to know whereas before you wasn't like asking me anything or you act like you didn't care no and that's part of sin and also not knowing my role was because even from that if you know your because you were trying to protect yourself, you didn't want to seem like you couldn't do it in my eyes. Right. I didn't know how important that was. I just that's not something I could appreciate knowing that he was afraid to look like a fool in my eyes. Every man has that fear Every with man. his woman. Every man. I, Even and, the strongest man. Yeah, that's my point. A lot of men will say, No, no, I can do everything I want to do. I don't care what she thinks, everything that's a lie. Cause every that's man, what I found out. Right, I that's, found that out. I was like, "Wow!" Yeah, all of that was a front. It's a front because of that insecurity. But when, the only person that a man will really open up to like that is is his wife when he can safely trust her. Remember, we talked about that in Proverbs. Yeah, but he has to get to a place where he can trust her. Well, he's not gonna trust her if she's constantly making him feel. Like you know, he he he's um he's a nick poop, you know, and he he's he's inept and things like that. And he can't do anything right. She's constantly making him feel that way because of how she acts and what she says around him. Mm-hmm. She's just she's just making the situation worse. She's feeding into what he feels, and he's not gonna sit there and tell her he feels that way. Mm-hmm. He's gonna uh-huh. act it out, maybe in anger and rage or, or or some other crazy stuff that he does. <laughs> right. But see, she don't have spiritual eyes to see those things either. She don't. She's like, why is it, what's wrong with him? Why are you acting a fool? I'm not doing anything to him, but trying to love him. Yeah. Yeah. You say you're trying to love him, but you're you're loving him your way. You're not doing it the way God asked you to. Exactly. Because God made him, and He knows what He needs, and it's definitely not what you're doing, or yeah. what other people told you to do. Like you know, out here in society and movies and books and pop psychology and things like that they trying to tell you something when you got your heavenly father you know you have the holy spirit living inside of you he can show you yeah and, and that's basically, he can show you what your man needs and that's basically what god is really saying is that he really do want us to really live in harmony with one another he not really he he's he's not telling you the man knows more than you, and the wife knows more than you. He not even. That's one of the things that this this thing be saying for years. The war of the sexes, talking about men from Mars, women from Venus, yeah, 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 all this stuff. Like I said, that pop psychology crap, and it is crap. That shouldn't be in the body of Christ. We shouldn't but, be believing in that all that mess because, you know, God does not want us to be at war with each other like that. Right. And that's we're not being an examples of what it looks like to walk in love with each other. And absolutely. you shouldn't be looking at men are this way and women are this way. I mean, you you only practicing what's going on in the world. What? You're not supposed to be practicing <laughs> how the world sees and does things. Absolutely. That's and, not right. So that, making those kind of jokes with each other and stuff is not right. And I remember I shared with you before, you know, that um, I had learned that, 
it's not okay for a wife to, you know, be cracking jokes with other people about her husband, mm -hmm. even though it's something that they may be laughing with each other about when you are around other people a man doesn't want want that kind of stuff done because it makes him feel humiliated even when he may not say anything right. but then you start to notice that he acts different with you and over time that builds up you know because you're saying things that it's you you're embarrassing him in front of people yeah and that's one of the things and, and like i said this these things I'm, we are saying it's really need to be taught in the church because it's so many people, men and women, miss the mark on all of this we're saying. Yeah, even like going to like prayer meetings and stuff or, or <laughs> women's Bible study or something. And a, and a lot of that can turn into gossip because the wife think that she's just going in there and asking people to pray for her husband. But really, she's gossiping about him. And when he finds out about that, it'll make him upset. Mm -hmm. Because she's she's her lips are so loose. Yeah, she's not being uh, discreet and discerning. Because I mean, if she really was looking for some help for something serious, mm -hmm. she don't need to be around a group of people talking about him like that, embarrassing him. Because see, what if her husband is um, struggling to you know in his relationship with God, and he she has a hard time getting him to come to church. Mm -hmm. and she keeps running him down like that. He's not going to come through through those doors. No, Because he's, he's going to be like, everybody going to be looking at me like I'm crazy. Yeah, I'm talking about, well. Yeah, that's, that, that's, the, that's that one that she was talking about. You know, he knows that he's thinking about this stuff. Yeah, that's why it's a lot of men don't come to church because it's a lot of gossip going on and the wife goes in blindly into what's called the hand sack. You know, and a lot of hands started clapping them them lips, and she's listening to these hands. They have no discernment, mm -hmm. no 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 discern, no uh, guidance through the Holy Spirit or anything. That's the you know she's bringing this stuff at home, and he's mad. You know why? He's mad. He's not only mad at her, but he's mad at the people of the church, especially that pastor. Now he's involved. Because now so everybody's talking about him. He's mm -hmm. he, he been so ran down, and that's what that's one of the things when we were going through all the stuff that we were going through. I had to be very very careful about not running and talking to different people. I had to have one person, maybe one or two people that I could trust, and the reason why I could trust them is because they were spiritually mature to handle what I had to say. Mm -hmm. It had to be someone that I knew was not going to run and tell other people what was going on. It had to be someone that I know that even when they get around you, they would not look at you funny or treat you like, ooh, I know what you've been doing. It had to be someone mature yeah. that can handle the information. Amen. I am so glad. So they can continue oh, so to treat you you know, the way they've always treated you, even if, they, even if they knew something, knew something was going on. And the, and I, I didn't want the, you know you to feel like people were going to look down at you because I knew that if you if if they were looking out down at you you oh you were gone you were you were just you were just done mm -hmm. you didn't want to hear nothing about God or anything so wow. I had to I had to come to know that, that wasn't the wise decision I had to make sure that I was very careful Amen. about who I went to and I, I, you don't go to people to gossip about your husband you have to go looking for help. Mm, amen. 
great, great. We say that. Women, wives need to understand that you don't go and gossip about your husband mm-hmm. to people. Right. If you're going to say anything about him, it better be something good. Otherwise, it should only be because you are looking for biblical help. Amen. But you don't go running to everybody for biblical help. I mean, you don't need to go tell tell 5, 10, 15 people what's going on with you. Because That's you, not looking for help. No, you gossiping because those 5 to 10 people. See, 1 and 2 is, two is enough. That's the match. To me, it's a match. Having 5, 6 people, now you're gossiping. And you see, right there, um, one of the biggest things and when I was going to church, you know, with my, my, with my grandmother and everybody else, Oh, yeah, you have that. And that's one of the biggest things I said when I was not saying I would never trust a church with anything like that. If something is big in my life, why I need to go to them about? It's none of their business because if I go to them about anything, you know why? They're going to go tell everybody else. Right. You see? This is where... And everybody's going to look down at you and you already feel bad about yourself. Exactly. Right. So that's why... Wise men and women. I mean, when I talk about wise men, like you said, mature men and women, especially in the body of Christ, need to really teach these younger men and younger women the ways of the Lord. I mean, it, it's needed now. And uh, why I say that? Because the, with the pastor is going to go ahead and give us the word of God. That with the elders and anyone else that have that discernment from God and that maturity will be able to reiterate what the pastor is saying with with some kind of practical reasoning from the Holy Spirit. Simple as that. When you get that those things right, you should be good. Let's go to Colossians chapter 3, verse 18. And we wanted to go into this because we got a couple more things we want to talk about before we end this broadcast here, okay? Okay, King James says, Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands, as it is fit in the Lord. Mm. Let's look at this in the Amplified here. Wives, be subject to your husbands, which is subordinate and adapt yourself to them, as is right and fitting in your proper duty in the Lord. You know, the Amplified really do bring things out to the forefront because look at the words it says here, under submit to your husbands that subordinate and adapt yourselves to them. We talked about that in Ephesians, didn't we? Yeah, we did. And that's the key where you just said that, you know, when you adapt to your husband, when you support, that you submitting, you are giving yourself to your husband because he says as is right and fitting and your proper duty. So is that like when in Ephesians, when it says um, mm-hmm. to let the wife uh, be, no, when it says uh, the, the as the church is subject to Christ, mm-hmm. let the wives be also to their husbands husband and everything. everything. So is that? That's exactly, okay. the this is the cross reference into what uh, in Colossians in in Amplify it really in in just expounds on here when you talk about you need to adapt yourself in everything your husband does that is fitting, right and fitting, and your proper duty in the Lord. You see, I want to, I wanted to focus on a couple of things here with that particular scripture in Colossians three and eighteen. When that in this particular way, 
submit, be subordinate means you take yourself out of the way. And you're coming up under a person is the military term. Yeah, exactly. When, and one of the things when we learn in the military, when we salute to our sergeants, we don't salute to them. We stay in attention. We salute to our captains, our officers. Why we salute to them? Because the captain, officer, no, the captain and the lieutenant, the captain, the um, the majors, and everyone else is above the sergeants. You see, and people are like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I thought the sergeant is above the lieutenant. No, he's a commanding officer. Does the 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 sergeant is a non-commissioned? officer which means that he don't have a command he's getting orders from the lieutenant so under that he, he has to submit to the lieutenant and the lieutenant has to submit to the captain the captain has to submit to the the major the major has to submit to the lieutenant colonel the lieutenant colonel has to submit to the colonel and the colonel has to submit to the general that's the way the order of the command line in the military especially in the army you have to submit and be subordinate to them. You, and even though if the if the, they give you a commandment, a command, and or to do, you have to carry it out. Even though you don't think it's right, you still have to carry it out. Because if you carry out the command, if it fails, it's not going to the person who carried out the command. It's going back to the head. It's going back to the head. And the same thing, that's this, why when God is mm. asking the wife to do that, to submit mm -hmm. to the husband, even if the husband made a wrong decision and the wife submitted to it, she won't be held responsible. Her head will be held responsible. So see, ladies, that frees us up. Right. We don't, that frees <laughs> us up from having to worry about getting the blame from God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because we're not the ones in charge here. Right. No, and that's the thing, ladies. Let me, let me put this Unless in. you now, the only way that would ha happen is if you were a single woman mm -hmm. with children, and you are the head of that household. Then you, yeah, everything falls on your shoulders. But when you are married, you have a husband over you. Everything falls on his shoulders. All right, and ladies, let me put this emphasis on here. I'm glad my wife brought this up about single uh, uh, women who has children. When you do decide, or let's say that you decide if a man do come in your life and he marry you, you have to let go of your headship. Let me, let me, let me, let me tell you the reason why I said that. Because a lot of women in this day and age, even on tax purposes, would continue to claim to be head, head, uh, head of household. Well, when you become married, to this man, even though those kids is not his, and he married you regardless of what the state you are, you were, and he married you and he loved you, the just the way God wants to the, uh, want you to be loved. He's still your head. He's your head now. That you surrender your headship to him. That means he is responsible for you. Not you responsible for him. That means that you got to let go of those rings and let him lead you. But it's hard for a woman to let go because this whole thing that we're talking about, it's its in the heart. Yeah. It is a hard it's thing. It's a matter of the heart. Wow. And a woman can have a hardened heart 
to not want to do this. Well, tell me something here. Let's go. Let's switch gears a little bit. And I want you to go in to know ways of wives show a lack of submission to their husbands. Because it's there. And I want you to really go into this baby uh, um, fully. Get this list out because some women probably don't even know what they're they lacking. Yeah, because I didn't know myself, you know, you know, years ago. I didn't know that, you know, what it looked like to not be submitting. Mm-hmm. You know, what it looked like to not be respecting my husband. Yeah. I didn't, you know, because I didn't, I knew I was supposed to submit and respect you, but carrying it out practically on an everyday basis, I, on the one hand, thought I was doing that, but then I really wasn't understanding because what we understand in our minds is totally different from what you guys are thinking mm -hmm. in your minds. Right. Yeah. So that's another reason why we need to adapt ourselves to you and get to know what makes you tick and things like that because we can totally miss it what what you may be thinking um the, for us to show you respect what the way you're thinking can be totally different we may have seen it one way in one man mm -hmm. and you're totally asking for something else true so we have to get to know our own husband so so um it says um as christian wives we use we we need to regularly examine ourselves we need to be sure we are not in disobedient to God's word concerning living out our biblical role in marriage. Mm -hmm. Many wives are either misinformed or they're overlooking the fact that when failing to submit to their husband, they are in rebellion to God the Father. Wow. In 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 23, it says, in the King James Version, it says, For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is an iniquity and idolatry. Man. So we don't want to be be um considered practicing witchcraft here now. Right. Because we are in rebellion to God when we don't want to choose to submit because God asked us to. Right. I mean that's you have a Jezebel spirit. That's what you're entertaining. You're entertaining a Jezebel spirit. And I'm pretty sure that if most of you have read and learned about Jezebel, that's not a pretty thing. No, not it's not. Not a pretty thing at all. So this is, so um, we don't want to dishonor guys. So we're going to talk about some ways, you know, if you don't understand what it looks like to not be submitting to your husband. Here are some examples. One would be uh, not respecting his wishes. Wow. And we're not talking about him wanting to sin. Amen. We're just talking about just some of his uh, preferences and things like that, that even if you don't agree with doing it that way, mm -hmm. if it's not clearly laid out in Scripture as sin, then you have to just get over it. True. You have to get over it. Amen. Amen. And, and, and respect him. I Amen. mean, if he asks you to do something or he wants something done a certain way, you know, if you've made, made a respectful appeal to him of why you see it different and he still wants to do it a certain way, go with it. Yeah. If, if it's not sin, go with it. Amen. It doesn't matter that you don't like how it's being carried out or it's not going to keep you in your comfort zone. Still. 
Amen. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Amen. Praise the Lord. Another way that we a wife can fail to submit is to resist following his lead. Wow. Ooh. That's a heavy. If he's trying to make a decision <laughs> for the family mm -hmm. and you don't want to follow his lead. Yeah. You are practicing witchcraft. Exactly. You're not submitting. Ooh. Another way she can fail to submit is not trusting him to make decisions. <laughs> that is a hard one for a wife. Because like I said, when we become mothers, oh my goodness. <laughs> it's okay, baby. It's, it's okay. hard to take off that hat. We get so busy telling, you know, raising our children and telling them right from wrong. It spills over into when we are talking to our husbands. Mm. It's like we're still talking to one of the kids. And that's why you hear a lot of men say, what? What is it that you tell me? I feel like you, I'm being mothered. Right. You're, you're not my mother. Yes. You're and not and my, she's looking at him like, what? Not, you, I'm just I'm just saying. I'm just saying, you know, this needs to be done. <laughs> no. Well, no, you're not supposed to treat me. I'm not one of your kids here. I am yeah. your husband. I'm your lover. I'm your lover. I am. I, when I'm, they, I'm a grown man. I'm a grown man. <laughs> when they leave and gone, I'm still be with you all the way through. I got a mother and don't need another one. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So we need to trust them to be able to make decisions. We, You know, again, I'm going to say. We may not agree with everything, mm -hmm. but that is not the point. <laughs> that is not Show, the point. So it's just like something as simple as you don't trust him to get the kids dressed because you don't like what he chose. If the kid is dressed, the kid is dressed. That's right. Because if you keep getting in the way of him doing simple little things like that, he may not do anything else. Yeah, if yeah. you don't like the way he, you know, when he cleans up the house, you don't like the way it's done. Yeah. He may not ever choose to help you do anything else. He may just sit around the house and do nothing. Yeah. So you want to be very, very careful of how you just of how you receive the way his decisions when he does things. Stop correcting him. <laughs> because you may end up with a husband who won't do anything else. Yeah. It's a lot of guys do that. I mean, I was like that. Mm -hmm. I was like that a you lot. You started out helping me with all kinds of stuff. But when I came around trying to micromanage and tell you how to do things, you stopped doing stuff. And I'm just like, why are you not helping? I'm like. Don't you see I'm tired? Yeah, I'm like, okay. <laughs> you're tired, but look how you. And you looking at me like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> why are you fussing? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we don't want to show them in our actions and attitudes that we can't trust them to make a decision. You got to remember that he's a man, you're a woman, you're going to see things differently. Right. It doesn't make it right or it doesn't make it right or wrong. Amen. Amen. But this is all about respect. And if you want him to be able to exercise his leadership muscles, get out the way. And let the man exercise those muscles. Amen. Because you got enough to worry about as a wife playing your role as a help me and submit to him. I mean, those are things that don't come easy. You're growing in those areas. Well, just like you're growing in those areas as a wife, he has to grow in his area as a husband who is the leader of the household. 
that is not an easy task. Right. Women seem to think that they could do it better, but no. When you start having to, when you start um, doing things that the husband's supposed to do, you start to get upset because it's too much. It's too, it's too much weight. Yeah. And that's why women get upset and, and act the way they do in the home because they are taking on a responsibility they're not supposed to. They took on the responsibility because they didn't like how things were being done. Well, see, that's where they went wrong. Amen. Wow. That's where they went wrong. Amen. And I'm just saying. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Another way a wife uh, fails to submit, you know, where a wife is showing a lack of submission is that she may be arguing and fighting with her husband to have things go her way. Ooh-wee. I hear men talk about this a lot. Yeah. And this is almost like the standard that a lot of men say that the wives be doing. To try to get her way, she would rather go ahead and fight or argue with him on her point of view and make him be, actually belittle him. Because she had, she probably was a woman who grew up not seeing the proper way to do that. Mm. Amen. See we, see, we hear all these stories about long, long ago when women were not treated right and things like that. And, you know, I'm not saying that that's not true or overlooking any of that, but... One thing I know I brought out to you was this. Um, if any of those women were actually re, you know, reading and studying the Bible mm -hmm. and really understanding how the roles were supposed to be carried out, mm -hmm. then they would have been able to pass down that information. Right. So you wouldn't have had situations where women were, where it was common for women to be in these situations where they were being treated so badly if they knew how to use their influence a godly way. So maybe they didn't know how to, know that, know that they were influencers. Mm -hmm. An influencer is not somebody that tells another person what to do. Right. But they can show how through their do. example. What to do. And you don't even, a lot of times you don't even have to say anything. You're just showing. Wow. That's heavy. You're showing a person the right way. Right. Which she's she's put on Christ, you know, because the Holy Spirit's in her, and she's showing that, and that, that'll eventually rub off on her husband because she's not arguing and fighting with him. She's not trying to control and manipulate him and, you know, trying to get him to do things her way. Mm. She's, 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 you know, she shares a word of wisdom with him, you know, from time to time, but it's not in a way where he feels threatened. Right. He'll eventually start wanting that peace that's in her. He'll start wanting what she has. He'll be he'll open up to her to wanting to to have what she has, which is Christ. Right. So she's influencing him, but she's being sweet and kind and nice to him, and she's loving him. She's doing all of the things the Bible said to do. Amen. And this is not a woman who's being um, abused either. That's powerful. She's not being abused. No, because she's really That's what to people do. want to say. They want to say, oh, she, she's probably, you know, somebody shut her up or something. No. You don't feel that way. No. Okay. And, so, I, and I hear from a lot of women who have taken on that role. Mm-hmm. And they, they say, no, my husband loves me. He doesn't abuse me. He don't slap me around and, 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 and uh, call me all kinds of names and yell and shout at me, things like that. No. No. 
And then, and like I said, go back to re re. And I'm not a doormat. Right. I'm not somebody he walks over or nothing like that. We do life together. Yeah. And I goes, don't go around challenging him and making his you know, making his life miserable. No. And look at this though, that reiterates to the point: if a man is in Christ, he will not be abusing you. So, but even if he's not in Christ, if he knows his wife is on his side, he's not going to abuse that. You know, he's not going to feel like, you know, she's going I'm I'm going to be laughing stock around her or you know, all the things you told me that a man feels. Yeah. He don't want to disappoint his woman. If she doesn't make him feel that way, mm -hmm. a lot of that stuff, it won't even be showing up. No. Not in one bit. Because a lot of it's showing up because, he, you know, he's in fear. He feels threatened and things like that. And I'm not excusing it. I'm not saying it's right. Right. But a woman doesn't realize how powerful of a, of, a, of, a, of a role God has given her by asking her to do these things. Right. And a lot of it, you know, is for her own protection. Mm-hmm. Because you don't want to, you, you do not want to fuel the fire by doing something that's, you know, cause someone's sin bent to come out you don't know how it's going to be unleashed yeah depending on what you know that man's upbringing and things that he's gone through and things like that you know people have been with people and didn't know they had anger problems and stuff mm. that's true and so if you're the kind of woman that wants to always just argue and and fight a man and things like that and then you wonder why he he hit you or something <laughs> like come on now you um you know you were feeling the fire there Cause you kept getting in his face. Right. Why were you doing that? Yeah. And this and that's. You don't do that. You don't. Yeah, because if you do, they so, don't even mm. like it when other men do it. Right. So why would a woman think she can get up in a man's face like that? They like you said, they misguided, boo. And yeah, they they're and, very and, misguided. Yeah, and a lot of it comes from, um, you know, the world doing all this stuff that's not even biblical sound in a way. So when they get their, their ideas from, it's totally, you know, ludicrous. Yeah, I can understand, like, if a man's a drunk or something like that, he needs help. I mean, he's going to do things where he's out of control. But what if a man, you know, is not like that? Mm -hmm. And he wasn't like that for a long time until this woman just started to become very pushy and just getting all up in his face and things like that. But he wasn't doing any of that until she started doing that. Now, she wants to cry, he's abusive, but she doesn't want to look at what she was doing that brought that out. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of... He just, like, let loose on her, you know? Yeah, just, of course. He got out of control. I mean, that's what sin does. Sin will... It can get out of control. Yeah, it does. It but does. you don't be a stumbling block for another person because of what you're doing. Yeah. You yeah. got to look at that. Yeah. And it's just like a parent, you know, they want their kids to love and respect them. But if you're the kind of parent that all you all your kid ever hears from you is that, you know, you're no good and this is this, this and whatever. And then, you know, you, you don't you're not going to amount to anything. And, and so the kid lives up to that. You know, they yeah. act out. Yeah, yeah. Well, the parent has they have some blame in that. Mm -hmm. I mean, the kid the, the child has, um, you know, has to be responsible for their choices and actions but come on look what the parent did they're not innocent in this thing so the same thing with a wife she can't claim total innocence right because she don't want to look at her part of her sin mm -hmm. because getting up in a man's face like that that's not in the bible no she was told by god 
to submit. Not make that man feel like he is less than. Thank you. Or 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 just just constantly just beat a man while he's down. Yeah, I hear so many guys said that. Why in the world do I want to be married to this woman when I am down and out? When all the stuff is the obstacles of life coming against me, and she, and she goes keep hearing, hearing it. it over, over, over again. That stuff it it you know it drives a man to drinking all kinds of sin. And a lot of times, men want to know, and women want to know what happened to him. Um, maybe it's something you did to contribute to it. Yeah. You no, no, don't get it wrong. Like we and reiterate what you just said. It's not you not not to blame him to commit to the, the choices, sin. Yeah. yeah, to make the choice to commit to sin. However, you did contribute to him to sin. Mm -hmm. Just and, like a parent contributing to their kids acting out because of the way they're playing out their role. True. They're not raising them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. What they're doing is they're 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 breaking their spirit. Yeah. Or they, they're exasperating them. Right. You know, like the scripture says. Right. Yeah, they are. You no, know, which is, you know, you're frustrating them. Yeah. And you know you know, and a lot of parents nowadays don't even really parenting kids they want to be their friend want to get close to them and now these kids are going amok because that that lack of uh, parenting from god that god has given to the parents to do they lack that they not well, the, god is our father right mm -hmm. he's, he's he's our father and he doesn't try to be our friend exactly <laughs> you know, I mean, you look all throughout scriptures. He he expects things of us. Yeah, he does. He has expectations of us. And those expectations that God given us is really very. It's for our own good. It is. So it, that should teach us something as parents. Right. You can't just be your kids' friends because you want to be liked. Mm -hmm. You know, God. If God, imagine if God was like that. He'd be so fickle. We couldn't even. <laughs> He would he would not be someone that we could trust because he would be changing on us all the time. That reminds me. There's no security in that. Right, and that's one of the things I told someone before. I said, "Why, how, why do you want to respect someone that is don't have a, a spine?" And that's what he doing. What what the world is trying to portray God as as spineless, uh, a spineless God. That's not powerful behind that. If you said God is powerful, how can you almighty, be at, how can you be at all? Yeah, the, of he, him and who he is. My point. That's like you saying that he is so, like you say, fickle and spineless and snowflake. He he doesn't have no he he melts in your mouth and everything else. No, okay. let's continue on, boo boo. Okay, let me run through this list. Um, uh, she <clears throat> tells him the right quote, the right way, which is her way, things should be done. That's another way that she is showing a lack of submission. Mm. She Another thing is dictates, meaning that she micromanages what he should or shouldn't eat, how he should or shouldn't dress, where to go, what to do, etc. <laughs> I, I mean, know. yes, we want you guys to be healthy, or maybe we Want you know? Would like for you to look a little bit better, things like that. But still, we don't want people going around telling us what to do in all these aspects. We shouldn't be doing it with our husbands. Amen. Amen. And I mean, it's just like 
you like to eat lots of sweets and things like that mm-hmm. and you know lots of junk junk fatty foods <laughs> me I'm, I'm more you know thinking about you know being healthy and things like that which a lot of women do you know mm-hmm. more than men and so I have to be careful with that because I can't project my preferences on you like that. True. You won't enjoy being around me if I do that. Yeah. That will mess up our love walk. You see. So I'm like, I have a choice to make. Yeah. But also, too, husbands, you don't want to pressure your wife. And let me be honest. I mean, yeah. If she do try to show you it's good to do certain things, it's not, no, we got to be discerned with this particular thing here. Now, if she's doing in a very skillful, cognitive, you know, trying to be more controlling, you know, kind of thing, then that's my commander. But if she's doing this in in suggestive, very, very concerning or loving way, then that right there is a difference because being... You could you could take you know some men will take it as she trying to tell me what to do. No, if she's trying to help you to succeed in life, and doing it in a loving way, then she's not telling you what to do. She's helping you. She's been to help me that God called her to do. Yeah, and yeah. if and, and 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 wives need to understand this. Once you have respectfully, you know, shared this information with him. If he still walks away and decides to continue on the way he is, then you have to have you have to respect the fact that that's his choice. If you want to be healthy, then by all means, you do the things that you need to do to eat healthy and exercise or whatever. Mm-hmm. You cannot control another human being. Thank you. You need to keep your you you know the Bible always talks about us exercising self control. You don't practice other control. <laughs> so you cannot do that with your husband. Amen. If he decides that he, you know, that he doesn't want to participate, you can don't don't make him. Don't be cooking him things that he don't like. Oh yeah. And trying to force him to eat like that. If he don't like it, he don't like it. Yeah. If you want to eat it, then you you fix your own food separately and different from him. But you need to continue to show him that you love him and respect him because he's your man. Amen. And you want to make him happy. Amen. Amen. And husbands, you need to really give your wife some grace when it comes to really showing that she really tries to love you. Because a lot of times she really wants to know you. And you have to really show her that you got you to gotta be open to her in the way of not you want to be open with God. Because when you be open to God, you can be open to her, and then you learn how to trust. If you trust God, you gonna learn how to trust her. And once you started doing all these things with her, she will, she will, you will live in understanding with her now. Because now she's loving and understanding you more. Because now you are open that door to be a husband that lives with his wife understanding. So that's something that men need to really. You know, you can't use this and trying to uh, pinpoint um, her to be my command to you. You need to understand that she probably is trying to be to help me. Let's continue on, boo-boo. Yeah, and maybe she just don't understand, you know, the right way to go about it. So Absolutely. that's why I wanted to 
help clear that up. Because a lot of times a a wife can be doing something out of ignorance because she just don't know that that's not the best way to go about that. So True. Yeah. Um, Another one um, expects her husband to fend for himself instead of gladly serving him as his helpmate. Oh, my goodness. I hear so many women say, like you were saying before about uh, people at work, you know, Mm -hmm. and they were asking, so what's going to happen, you know, when our son grows up and don't need me anymore, am I going to go out there and start working and things? And I'm like... You know, <laughs> looking at you like, okay, but you still need me. Even though he may, you know, grow up and go on his own, you still need me. And they're like, well, he can fend. He's a grown man. He can fend for himself. Really? That's how you're going to gonna treat that man yeah. who's out there working to provide for you. He still got to provide for you until death do us apart. Yeah, there's still, there's still a house to be lived in and yeah. food to eat and things like that. And you're going to not show your appreciation for him getting up and sacrificing himself to do that by saying he can fend for himself that's um it's it, you know the world so do want to know how to do stuff and they really in the way of that i mean in most situations the husband came before the children because he how why, little... why did you why do you want to change all of a sudden yeah to say he can fend for himself it's almost like that remember you talk about that that the must hat Hard to take off when she finally takes it off. Mm-hmm. She put on another hat, mm-hmm. and that hat used to be something that's not of God. Mm-hmm. And that right there turns that woman to do that exact thing that he, you know, he can fend for himself. And a lot of women don't even realize they they be wearing the mother hat so long by taking care of everything in the home. Then when she feel from her girlfriends. That is not of the word. Mm-hmm. What they do is they listen to them and put on another hat. You see, it's like they pretty much shaming a woman for gladly serving her husband. Exactly. Like, you know, like it's a shameful thing. Yeah. To be joyful about that. Mm-hmm. To be joyful about fixing you, fixing you a meal. And even putting the food on the plate and bringing it to you to the table. They like we don't live in the old times where women do that. Why does that have to stop because of the time we live in? That's a good question. I think I be- bet a lot of men would still appreciate having someone show them. I mean, it's a sign of respect that you respect him as the head of the household. It's not something to feel ashamed about, you know, to for to allow him that feeling. Well, I, well, let's put it like this. Because look at the all, I mean, think about it. Okay, so I do that for you. Mm-hmm. But look at all the things that you do for me, though. Yeah. You you take care of me and make sure I have the things I need. Right. And see, I, and that's the thing. I think that I hear younger guys do exactly the opposite of that. They usually let their girl, their, their wives now, not my generation, and our generation, generation before us, they don't you know these these this this generation. You literally don't do that, and what they do is, and it's really sad. They what they do, and and let me put this in another perspective here. They let their wives just go out there and do whatever they want to do, and they go and fend for themselves because they said that. I'm showing her that it's, she don't really need me as much 
because we doing this together and I mean her we are equal they go they get back at egalitarianism okay so let me explain this right here I don't think I've ever talked to you about this before because I had you know an older woman bring this to light now think about this mm-hmm. when you say fend for yourself in that way okay why do I want you to fend for yourself when you have such a huge responsibility on your shoulders for leading this family and it requires a lot for you to be able to do that now you have to go out there every day in a war, per se, like you call it a war, yeah. you know, going out there to work and everything. You know, you have to deal with people and the personalities and all kinds of stuff. When you come home, this is your safe haven. This is a place for you to kick back and relax. Mm-hmm. And I want this to be a place, like, that you feel that you can do that. I would not want you running out to the, to the nearest bar or some other woman's house or things like that. I want you to come home and feel like you can kick back and relax. So for me to do things for you because you're you're in relaxed mode. You're trying to you got you had all these things on your mind all day long. Yeah. All these demands, all these people coming at you. Some people wasn't even nice. So for me for you to come home and just kick back and relax and just enjoy the atmosphere and me serve you that that brings a smile to my face. Yeah. Okay. Because I look at you and you're happy. You're happy and you are relaxed. Do you know, for me to try to defend for myself, it's almost like, I'm going to be honest, I'm going back to war. Coming home, supposed to be a safe haven for me. Coming back to you, to our son, to my family, it's a safe haven. And for me to defend for myself, it's almost like I got to pull out my sword and fight this war again at home. Well, see, the thing was, when we were talking about how women, you know, we can have all kinds of things in our mind. You know, we were thinking about a million things. Right. You know, we're multitaskers and things like that. Guys, you're not, you don't, you're not like that. You're just like, you know, whatever you're focused on, you're focused on. And so that's what I'm saying is that if I want you to be able to be a better leader for us in this home, mm-hmm. then why can't I just gladly take on the role of, of you know, for me to cook and clean, keep the house clean and, you know, do things, I'm taking things off of your hands so that you will be able to better operate in your role. Right. Because you're not a multitasker. You can't, I could be, I could put dinner on and have the laundry going and tend to our son. I can be doing all these things right. and function very well in that. You, when you had to, to take over when I was, you know, after I had been in the hospital and had surgery, when I was down for about six weeks, you were literally about to pull your hair out because you can't do all of that the way I can. Right. So, so that's what I'm saying is that to me it's a joy to see that you can kick back and relax because I know that, you know, you had to do things all day long at work, but then when you come home, you got a family you got to think about, and there's decisions that need to be made, and maybe you just need time to think. Yeah. And so if I'm bombarding you to have to do every little thing to fend for yourself or, or give you a bunch of honey-do list tasks to do, you know, just, just, just not giving you time to just relax and unwind and give you time to really get your thoughts together. Right. 
You actually, how can you be productive you as a leader? You can. you can. And so that's when 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 they when the women were saying that you can fend for yourself. I'm like, they don't get it. No. I they lo- really don't get how this this thing works. A lot of them don't understand the the magnitude behind what you just said because a lot of them never probably probably most of them never been married and these are probably older women talk we talk about older women here a lot of them probably never been married or were married mm-hmm. and a lot of them and they don't realize what went wrong right no why they why they're not married anymore exactly and and you got someone with very bitter and when they say things like that they have that bitterness out come out of them, and they very, very raunchy about it. So when you see that, all you could do is to stand grace, tell them that in, in me and my in, in me and my house we serve the Lord, mm-hmm. and that's what we do in our house. It maybe not work for you, but in my house we do this way because God wants us to do it that way. Yeah, and then and then and there's also you think about it. There's no need to have that kind of thought because there are a lot of things that you got you that men do that women can overlook. Like I know for a fact, say the husband he won't you know do any cleaning around the house or he won't cook or anything like that. But what about what are other things that he may do? Maybe he makes sure that the the that you know. Nothing's going on with the plumbing. Maybe he makes sure that the security, if they have a security system, make sure he he makes sure that's up and running well. Mm-hmm. Uh, if something's broken, he he tries to fix it. You know, uh, probably wants to keep the keep the cars up running well. There's things that that husband does that a woman can take for granted. Yeah. Because she's looking at the fact that well, it, especially if she's looking at something that somebody else's husband do. Like for instance, I remember. Um, other women were looking at the fact that you would take on the task of trying to keep the household running when I when I had had the surgeon and like well my husband wouldn't do things like that he he's not gonna cook the meals he gonna go get somebody to cook the meal or he gonna go out and try to uh, you know get takeout all the time or he wouldn't clean up the house he'll try to delegate that to somebody else but here you were you were sacrificing and doing all these things yeah. but see that's because that's the kind of husband that I have Right. But you can't expect for all husbands to be that way. Right. There are things that other husbands do that you don't do, no. but there are things that you do that other husbands don't do. You see? And so it's like we need to be appreciative of our own husband and what he does that makes our lives better. Right. And, I think- and you can even if you just look for just small things, there's something to be grateful for. Yeah. You just need to 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 get yourself in the proper perspective of think of the way you thinking about the whole thing. Right, right. And that's really what's key and everything else. Okay. Um another one um another way to show lack of submission is uh quick to listen to someone else's advice over her husband. <sighs> And there's a lot that could be said about that. <laughs> Another one, interfere with the way he parents the children. Oh, Lord. So, so many women wish that their husbands would be more participating, you know, be a uh, more active participant with the children. But a lot of times, if, if, if the husband did try to do something in the beginning and it wasn't the way the mother thought it was supposed to be, she you know, tried to correct him on it or scold him or something like that, he may have crawled into his shell and said, I won't, I won't mess, I won't do anything else. 
He, that's what he said to himself inside of himself, yeah. but he didn't tell her that. And then she's going along wondering why he don't do anything. She sees other dads doing things. And she's like, what's wrong with my husband? Or maybe, you know, whatever little things that he was doing, maybe he, you know, maybe he's not a, the kind of a man who would change a diaper, but he'll sit down and play with the kids, you know. And it may not look like the kind of play that the mother would, ex, you know, prefer, mm-hmm. but it's his way of playing with them. Mm-hmm. And she's not appreciative of that, right? Right. It goes into you know the things that you were saying before about he don't want to disappoint her. He don't want to mess anything up. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Interfering with the way he parents the children. He's doing what he knows the best way yeah. to do it. And, and plus, you know, if he's really trying to parent the kids... Not only just let him, but also pray for him. Yeah, she definitely be praying because it's a just like him growing in his role as a leader. He's growing him in his role as a father. Heck, we're all supposed to be growing in our roles as believers. Yeah. So none of this stuff comes easy, but when people have too high of an expectation mm-hmm. on another person, you're getting in the way. Right. You're getting in the way. Instead of you being an encourager, instead of you edifying and lifting the person up and praying for them, you're getting in the way. Yeah. With your expectations. Yeah, you are. Um, another thing is um talking to him like he's one of the kids in a disrespectful tone or with her body language. We talked about that earlier. Yeah. And being her husband's Holy Spirit. Ooh. Trying to get him right spiritually. This, that one being her husband, Holy Spirit. I remember I said that to you before when we, when I was in my, um, in my ways and in my uh, sin. I used to say that a lot. Oh yeah, when you say you seem like you got it all together, you got all the answers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't. Yeah, it seemed like it to me. You, you just don't do you don't you don't do anything wrong. You just perfect, huh? I'm like, no, I'm not perfect. It's just that you know, this is what the word of God says. <laughs> yeah, and when you do that, like, but it it shows that when a husband. Is in in the not not right with the Lord. Which we, there will be one I lay a broadcast everything else, um, but we'll be um, hearing on on that notice about that about how to submit to a husband that's not walking with the Lord, and we'll talk a little bit of details with that. But to really let's conclude this here, and we 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 did a lot on this broadcast. Um, I want to conclude this here to really ensure. Men and women, especially women, submission is not something you you are com- uh, controlled to do. It's more of a commandment from God voluntarily to do, which means that you willfully want to submit to your husband. If you're doing this, you are submitting to God. And that's one of the key elements that we want to take away from is that you are submitting you're to God. You're not submitted to him, but to God. The main thing about this whole broadcast to, tonight is very, very fundamental. It's that submission is not only from you women, but also to the husband as well, but it's submitted to Christ. 
you know, as his head. And that right there, when you he submit to Christ as his head, it'll be easy for you to submit to him. So all this leads to one conclusion. God, we submit to Father God. And once we submit to Father God in the in the in the roles that we are, that God is 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 head over Christ. Christ is head of man. Man, which is a husband, is head is head over the wife. It's a key element of the design that God has in the get-go. And that's why we want to really touch base with that because it's really very important. So we're gonna pray. And we're going to end this broadcast tonight. It's, it's a very, very extensive one, but this one is very, very impact and it's real. And we want everyone to be very, very involved with this one because this one is a very touchy subject. However, this here, the way that God wants it to present it, is very, very key. And we want to give you these details. So my wife going to pray. Now I'm going to pray right behind her. Go ahead, boo-boo. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time in your word. Thank you, Father, for bringing to light the truth about submission according to your word. If there has been any misunderstandings, Father, I just pray that, that they have been cleared up in the name of Jesus. I pray that the wives not have a hardened heart towards what you are saying to us in your word about submitting to our husbands it says in john chapter 14 verse 15 that if you love me you will keep my commandments so i just pray that the wise will remember that and that you know they don't want to pray that they choose not to act in rebellion knowing that that is witchcraft amen and father i just pray that we continue to be able to help more people, help help more couples to open up their eyes to the truth of your word, Father, the way you have shown us. Amen. 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 And Father, I'm praying for our wives right now in the name of Jesus. And also husbands, but mainly I'm going to pray for the wives that I pray for the wise when, when my wife just said tonight to have a hard heart on the matter of submission. That this is not for the just for the husband, but it is fitting unto the Lord. You doing this for God. We're praying that they were doing it for you, Father, and not for the man, but for you. But also I'm praying for the husbands to also, Father, that they need to have a heart towards their wives for them to submit to them that they understand that they need to be submitted to you as well father to me that christ is the head of the man and once they do that it will be easier for their wives to submit to you to them and to them so father we pray and we understand that your prayer is that they will seek you first and understand your will and everything they do in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for being part of the family and radio show. We really, really appreciate you to really stay with us at this time. Also, too, feel free to go to our website over here at rcrnetwork.com 
and click on my wife's blog and read some of the things that she had explained on this broadcast and the others that we have beforehand. And also, if you really want to, to get intrigued into the series, feel free to go to the archives and click on Cleveland Roads and be able to go and catch up on all the broadcasts that we have done previous on this particular series. So we want to thank you and really extend to you about what is very important to God is the family. And what is very important to God about family is they come together as one. We thank you and we praise you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the Family Unit Radio Show. We pray that this radio show helps you understand God's design for the family according to His Word. Tune in next week for more from the Family Unit. And may God bless you. The Family Unit Radio Show is copyrighted by the Resilient Christian Radio Network.